Righto, Smitty. As you know, mate, we've opened up the doors of partnership to the swelling fucking core lords out there, and we have got a ripper today, friend. Oh, pal. It's uh, Sam from the board store in Dunsborough, the home of the fucking sickest board rod and plank equipment out there, bruh. Sam, how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. You work for the board store. Tell us about the joint. Like, where is it, and what's what's the fucking vibe like in there? Well, mate, it's a it's, it's a surf shop, but it instead of selling uh, clothes and skate gear, it uh, just sells surfboards. So it's just yeah, packed to the rafters, full surfboards. What sort of energy are we talking? Are we talking kind of like Michael Peterson, Tommy Peterson? Uh... What's that, that skip fry energy, you know, like uh, people out the back rolling three papers? Are we, are we talking like uh, Mount Biolos, like Brit Merrick, like real sh- strook kind of septic nerd energy? <laughs> it's, it's, a little, it's a little mix of both. Oh, a little from column A, a little from column B? <laughs> We've got a bit of local stuff in there, which is down that Tommy Peterson kind of alley. And then we've got uh, all the top brands, your Mayhems, your Pizels, your JSs and your... CIs and what? Well, you're on the you're on the coal face, mate. What's what's moving? What give us give us a swillian's bit of an idea about what's walking out the door there on a daily basis? Mate, sharp eyes at the moment. Fucking Ooh. hell, they're on fire, aren't they? It's crazy. It's uh, yeah, we're that that little model TB was writing for that stab in the dark. We can't keep those on the shelf. That's uh. That's been running real hot, but um, wow. so, mate, give yeah. us a, 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 a as Smithy uh, alluded to before. You know the, the vibe of the shop itself. What about the staff? Have you got a couple of old salties in there who just you know always walk towards the bigger, thicker step up boards? And have you got the fucking young crew who just pick the high performance fucking shred sticks <laughs> we off? Well, like Toddy, uh, Toddy, the man behind the whole board store, he's. He's not in there as much, but he's he's the old salty. He, he'll he'll just kind of headlock someone into a surfboard if they just came in looking for a block of wax. Oh. <laughs> How good's that, old salted corn, Toddy? Eh, Toddy salt corn. It's a pretty tight little tight knit crew. Is it the kind of surf shop where people hang out, mate? Like, do you have like crew just coming just to fucking be amongst the smell of pu? <laughs> Do, do, mate. Neoprene and PU. People just come in for a, for a chat. Yeah. It's, uh, Smithy loves it, mate. He just he just uh, walks up the buckets of resin, peels the lid off, and just hovers above it with a sheet sheet over his head. Oh, mate! I've got a roll-on deodorant, and we'll actually be swelling selling it on the Swellian merch store. That's just PU. That's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, there's a few tie kickers that come in with, that we see, you know, daily, and. Uh, yeah, it's nice. It's a good vibe. Well, where's the address, mate? How do people get to uh, experience the, the magic of the crew down at board store and, and hopefully walk out with a brand new fucking sharp eye? It's just in Dunsborough, right in town. Usually you uh, have your surf in the morning, go to the bakery, and then uh, just waltz on in with your sausage roll crumbs just crumbling all over the floor and um, <laughs> chat. And, fucking love yeah, it. walk out with a stick. And, mate, uh, just, just before we le- let you go, what about um, who's the core lord local shapers who contribute to the board store? You know, if people are walking in and they don't want a fucking sharp eye. So we've got uh, Dave Mannion, who's... Mano. Yeah, fella who's been around here. He's been shaping boards for, for years and uh, he does a great job. So we've got some of his. Uh, we did have a few of Chapster's boards in here. Chappie, uh, a local shaper. And then um, young guy, Jack Medlin, he's been doing a few. So, there's, yeah, there's a few local shapes. We try to do a bit of everything. So. Ah, good on you, mate. Bit of column A, bit of column B. you got to have them both. you got to. Uh-
And, and uh, just lastly, mate, uh, what, what sort of music are you playing there? Who's controlling the vibes? Is it fucking just a full-blown Smivy Bushdorf ping-off in there, or do you uh, get into your Jack Johnson mellow vibes? We've got a little, uh, we've got a TV in there, which distracts us on the on the downtime, so we're usually mm. playing a little bit of stab premium. People love coming in and getting their bit of their little stab premium hit mm. without having to fork out, you know? Mm. They'll come in, we'll be playing, um, yeah, just surf flicks, really. How good is that? Fucking living, dude. You're living, you got your snag roll in between your lips. You got a corn rinsed, plenty of grit between the cheeks, and you're copping a surf flick, <laughs> surrounded by the stench of neoprene, PU, and locally grown plants. <laughs> Love it. Uh, good on you, Sammy. Thanks for joining us. And um, all Swellians, if you're in the Dunsborough region, get to the board store. Say good day to Sammy, the crew. Fucking get a bit of free stab premium up your grill. Tell them Smivy and Rinsed Corn sent ya. Ain't That Swell is open to partnerships with Swellians with a business, a band, a product or any other thing they want to spruik on the potty. So if you want to get your shit out there, drop us a line on the Swellian Instagram DM, our Facebook page or uptheswellians at gmail.com. Who mad? Hey, uh, well, first of all, I'd like to say... And I ain't speaking to find me. Cause I want to be a part of this fucking dumb wannabe tennis tour. You know, I think they got their his testicles so far up their mouths that this is bullshit. You know. I'm not thinking about that right now. I'm just thinking about having won the world title and and hopefully trying to win another one someday. You just drop in and just smack the pull back, drop down, say bah. Well, I'll tell you, Stu, I did battle some humongous waves. Oh, just the table thing. Oh, that looks good, Not bad. Ain't that swell with Jed and Vaughn. Oh, those guys are back. Get a haircut. Yes, Shredheads, Waxheads, Kooks and Barneys. Welcome to Ain't That Swell, the radio show dedicated to cutting fucking sick. <laughs> I'm your host, the two-time Gold Cone Peace Award winning surf journalist, Scum Valley's finest himself, the Sultan of Psilocybin, the punch drunk pikey. Simmy, Simmy, And I'm joined. What about the, the, the master of micro? The no, the maestro of micro. It's stri- <laughs> it's got, what's happened? It's stricken from the record. <laughs> I uh, consumed some data-driven journalism recently that uh, suggested to me that it was a, a total fallacy. Oh no! The only way to really rip in is through the macro, the macro, the macro, the macro dose ones. <laughs> micro doses are out the window. They're gone. It's a waste of your precious psilocybin, Swillians. Don't fuck around. Just on that, mm. um, quick shout-out to a mate up on the ridgeline here who did three months in a prison on remand in uh, Broken Hill. Got pinged with a, a fucking so-called trafficable quantity of mushrooms on his way to cactus. They put him away for three months. What is this? For fucking 60s? For the fungi. For a bit of fucking fungus. They said he had, uh, I think, 32 grams on him or something. Um, and it's a class A drug still, right? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's up there with ice. It's like having fucking a trafficable quantity of ice or heroin on you. So put him away based on the fact that 32 grams is, uh, you know, like, you know, fucking, I don't know, 150 doses or some shit. Mate, read the literature. <laughs> Five grams is one hero's dose. 32 <laughs> grams? That's a monthly cactus, you idiots. <laughs> We're going to go back to Sydney. We're going to go back up to the Northern Rivers after that. 
Oh, oh fucking wallopers. Gary Conehead. Yeah. Fucking imbecile. Broken head dummy. Senior Sergeant Gary Conehead. Mate, Pull your fucking Three cane. months on remand. That's fucking life changing. Mm. For a bit of fungus. Get fucked. You mm. idiots. Anyway, yeah. I digress. I'm joined here by my loyal co host and friend, front man of the Goons of Doom, former editor of Surfing World magazine, Tracks magazine, Waves magazine, Vaughn Rinsed Gone. Deadly. Hey. Hello, Smitty. Good to see you, brother. Good to be back. Mm-hmm. Had a nice little break away from the regular eps. Uh, snuck out a few of those live eps again. <laughs> Let me tell you, mate. They're a journey. Yeah, yeah. It was like uh, going away for three months because of a handful of uh, psychedelics revisiting those eps, actually. Mm. Yeah, but uh, some pretty funny moments. I had a good time and uh, good to be back in the studs, the little swamp shack. Out in the uh, far reaches, the Ballina Shire. It's beautiful down here, mate. Oh, it's back. Isn't it? Wonderful. Jeez, there's been a lot going on, though, Smitty. Oh, has there? What? I mean, uh, what a return to form it's been for Australian surfing. Fair time. Oh, hey. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no, nah, good to see some uh, big results coming out. Uh, uh, but just all over the world, mate. Big wave surfing's been uh, back on the uh, radar a bit. I think the, the nominations for the WSL Big Wave Awards have been getting around. I've been uh, revisiting a few of those rides mm. as well. Some unbelievable stuff. But fucking onshore Mavs. When did mm. that become a thing? Did yeah. you cop that? I was like, what? Guys paddling out and just charging these days that, like, you know, if it was four foot, you wouldn't paddle out, mm. let alone 25, 30 foot. Yeah. Gross. Fucking hell. Gross, just bro. gross. How long till Kyle Annie's attempting to hit the section and just fucking mm. do a triple spinning backflip on his hydrofoil? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's the realm of reptiles, mate. Although the onshore, it's, it's really where you have a lot of your best surfs, to be honest. Mm. Like, you know, you wait for those good days. Everyone sort of, you know, who, who flips and flaps and doesn't really commit to their daily surf. Uh, they all turn up on those good days uh. and annoy the shit out of you. So... Yeah, I think the onshore is an underrated experience. I've told you many times, mate. Well, Alfie hated the onshore. It was bizarre because he lived two hours' drive from the beach. He'd get mm. down there and if a little puff of onshore blew up in his face, <laughs> he'd walk out of the nearest tree and just start bashing it till his fucking knuckles were covered in blood and bark had flown off it. And Yeah, it was just a wild scenes for the old boy. But is that what it's come to at Mavericks? We're at a position now where the good days are so busy, it might as well be fucking Lennox Head or the Superbank. I reckon. Just every man and his dogs out there in an impact vest on his 10 just yeah. fucking cloistering up nah. the lineup, fucking pushing sections down on Twiggy and Condor. <laughs> no respect. <laughs> no, I reckon that's exactly what it is. I mean, uh, it wasn't those guys surfing at Onshore and Huge. And uh, I've never even seen uh, Mavs break in the sun, have you? Mm. Maybe that's like, you know, when it's offshore, I don't, I don't know what the weather patterns do up there, but fucking it, it seems to be when it's on, it's overcast, it's mm. dark, it's gloomy, it's mm. terrifying. This was like, I don't know, one of those sort of 11.30 summer northerly bashes you go for, except it was 25, 30 foot. <laughs> What's that about? Anyway. Yeah, well, uh, it ties nicely into the theme of this episode. Mm. Uh, which is all about old-fashioned... Great granules, mate. Great granules, mate. Great granules, mate. Great granules, mate. Great granules. Yes, uh, where it matters too, Smith. That's right. Grip Mm. between the cheeks. Between the cheeks. I'm talking about the head, Vaughn. Between (laughs) those cheeks. Get your mind out of the gutter. Yeah, no. But uh, a bit of grit in between the cheeks after you know stomping a slob in the shore break at France too. I mean, Mm. you want to. 
you you want to get some grit in the cheeks. It's uh yeah, you got to fucking you got to want that score. Oh, big France. time, big time. Yeah, it was such a such a great. Uh, let's get into it, let's baby. Get into it. Number five. That's right, Fawn. Australian surfing has got its mongrel back. And I'm not talking no half mongrel either. I'm talking the whole hog. Little Smithy was standing right to attention come <laughs> the finals of the Quick Pro France mm. Challenger mm. Series event. Yes, uh, hot on the heels of uh, a big result for Wacko Jacko Baker in Portugal, a runner up there. Mm-hmm. Connor Delirious O'Leary takes out France. India Robinson comes second. We're on the come up. We're back in the game. Oh, it's we're been back, a hot mate. We're back. So good to see O'Leary Bra after a real long sequence of misfortune coming up against guys who are on five. Oh, such good surfer, man. Such mm. good surfer. Such a world class surfer. Attacks it, which is always, you know, something that we as Australians value highly. You know, get off the bottom and fucking crack it. Nothing better than seeing a big rig. I mean, what is he, 110, 130 kilos? He's a big boy. He's huge. 6'2", I'd say, something in that realm. And uh, But just good to see a a return to form there. Mucked around with a bunch of different surfboards, Smith. I know that he uh, he was on CIs for ages and ages. He, He sort of was getting a bit stale, he felt. He'd gone on to DHDs for a bit. Uh, had a, just a, a, a luckless run, and I don't know if it's a superstition thing. It'll be good to have a chat to him at some point. But he mm. got on the mayhems for this one. And didn't they look ah. sharp? Didn't they look sharp mm. under his mm. feet, mate? Ooh, mm. razor sharp, sharp enough to slice you open, which is exactly what he did. That's right. Uh, I mean, and I guess somewhere between our fall from grace is a surfing superpower, mm. at least on the men's side of the draw, and uh, the prospect of spending six months on the road, endless stints in quarantine, Vaughan. We found our way back to a place that we should never have left. That's Australian surfing. I'm talking about collectively. We're back to the battle of Lord underdog, taking his fucking head off position that we should never have left in the first place, Vaughan. <laughs> it's true. It's good it's to see so that. true, mate. We called it, though. We called it. We, we knew when the, when the tour got split into the reg, the changers and the CT, that uh, we were going to see way less Aussies on tour. Uh, obviously, you know, only 10, 10 surfers from uh, men's and women's can qualify for, for the changers. But uh, it, it brought together crew who might not necessarily be hanging together on a usual year on the QS where mm. there's m- maybe up towards 100 Aussie surfers trying to have a crack at it. Mm. So uh, that, that spirit, that animal, it was on show. It was on full display. And I think that, Smith, you're right, mate. There's a battler, a battler element. Mm. There's, a, there's a gritty, underground, core lord, battler element to the crew who are on the QS at the moment, mate. There's not too many superstars in there. There's mm. not too mm. many people flying around in private jets, uh, energy drinks, you know, poured down their throat by mm. topless nymphs mm. as they uh, make their way from fucking Dubai to fucking... Austria or wherever mm, the fucking mm, Red Bull mm. factory is. Mm. Uh, no, no, no. Those days are gone, mate. No. These are fucking hard-working no. mongrels. That's right. They're pouring ice-cold Vic Bitter down their own throats and just smashing it over the head of the nearest competitor as they slob air their way to victory. Mm. Um, and, I mean, it, I spoke to Conor O'Leary during the week and uh, we'll, we'll hear a little bit from him. Wow. All the Aussies are so supportive, which it was like, Back in the days with Snake and and Richie, love it, and all those boys back then. Um, mm. We need to fucking keep doing this. Mm. And yeah, I mean, 
now all the boys like Callum Robson and Dil Moffat and Lobby and Kalani and Jacob and Jacko and all those crew we're just all on such a, on the same page of fuck we just want fucking our mates to get through if I'm not getting through I'd rather watch my mate get through than someone else um, and yeah therefore it's come to everyone just going fuck let's back each other and and give this fucking tour a red hot crack um, and yeah it's been showing because I think it's heaps of Aussies in the top 20 at the moment which is cool yeah fuck yeah I mean come final time you surf and left Shorey and you've got all your countrymen like Chippo, Wade, Dill, Cooper and you know heaps of others not more than 20 metres away from you as you stomp and slobs like onto dry sand pretty much <laughs> <laughs> fucking you must have been I'll absolutely never forget this one. yeah I'll never forget this one moment in that heat where I did the slob and I made it and I rode out and the and fucking Cooper ran down and he was in like just over knee deep of water yelling, come on, cunt, get fucking back out of there. And I looked, he was the first person I saw because there was a line of people and he came towards me closer and it was just the fucking coolest thing, like just to, to stop it there and see you, one of your good mates just revving you up, just fired me up so much. Fucking sick. Fuck, that's unbelievable. That's so old school, yeah. classic. Fuck, that's good. Now, he was talking about the generational shift that's occurred in his time as a professional surfer. Um, you know, when he got on tour, it was a bit of a, a bit of a stink, a bit of a kind of uh, intercontinental rivalry on uh, the Big Island down here in Australia, mm. um, where you know things had kind of changed. Like, um, I guess we're talking about um, Owen, Julian. That, that's the kind of vintage that's the, the generation above uh, Connor and, and his mob. But you know, if, so I guess those guys, you know, they were on big money. The surf industry in Australia and the, the world was booming. Um, and I guess like somewhere along the way, patriotism became a little bit, uh, a bit on the nose. Mm. It was uh, no longer that kind of, you know, bonding together, the ring of fire, this stuff. But then you, you kind of go the generation before that. Uh, we're talking, you know, the Fanning, Hog Dog, uh, Richie Lovett, Snake, TB, and you've got very much a, a virulent strain of patriotism uh, ripped right out of the, the MAGA flag-waving mm. handbook. But, geez, uh, I mean, much in the way it powered that fat orange cunt to victory, uh, <laughs> it also helped Fanning to a, a, you know, break Australia's world title drought in 2007. I think it had been seven eight years since we'd won one. Mm. Um, so that, that patriotism definitely plays into the Australian surfing handbook. Uh, and it went missing for too long, Vaughan. Yeah, yeah. Now it's back. Yeah. The Brazilian storm have had the mortgage on the flag-waving, drum-beating, ass-slapping <laughs> shenanigans. Well, Prescobar uh, comps on the beach after a win? What's going on? That's right. But well, uh, it, It's funny, man. It's funny what you say there because the last big... United QS push for Australia happened. Uh, push, push, the push. It happened uh, in the wake of, uh, you know, the American domination with the Momentum Generation and Kelly mm. sort of, uh, you know, all of that crew really dominating um, that era above the Fannings and the Parkos. So, you know, that galvanised a QS uh, team mentality and, you know, uh, I think LMB was kind of at the core of that. Mm. Uh, a, a big sort of... Uh, what was it? It was a big sort of group effort to get as many Aussies into those final days and, and pushing up the ratings as possible. And, and you're right. It sort of started to fizzle into uh, entitlement by the time it got to 
the mm. next generation because we had so much success with our own Joel, Mick, Dingo, Cooley Storm and, and uh, the wave that got pushed through with them. Mm. Your beads, mm. uh, you know, that, that whole generation of just hyper-successful Australians in that zone. Mm. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's just interesting to watch, man. It, it, it never starts on the CT, does it? You've got to bring it to the CT. You can't mm. just manufacture it once point. you're at that top level. You can't manufacture a, a team that you've never had around you for the whole rest of the journey because you've been in your private jet. You just can't fucking do it, Smithy. That's right. That's right. Yeah, there's a lot of similarities between that era and what we're seeing now. And I think it's just that Australian surfing, Australian sports people function much better when they're in the underdog position. Mm. You know, it's on the, the back end of another country's success, another surfer's success, that we get our shit together, get our <laughs> Tommy Radonica slapathon going, and fucking take some heads off. So, uh, you know, and you look at, you know, those guys that we all, that we mentioned there, you know, kind of the, the 90s, early noughties, you're talking like a lot of guys who were kind of overachieving in a sense. They were, they were pretty battlerish at the time when they, they made their way onto tour. You know, not a lot of money in it. Um, you know, fucking sharing hire cars in Europe, um, mm. just kind of schlepping around, you know, sleeping in board bags more or less in shitty kind of oh, man, hotel rooms, backpackers, like real battlerish. And we're yeah, back to yeah. that stage now, you know. These guys, they're all fucking – these guys are not, like you said, highly paid. They're not minted mm. high-profile pros. They're, they know that they've got fucking one or two years to crack it mm. and then it's back on the fucking – Bricky's laboring tool set, <laughs> mixing mud on a mid morning while the fucking surf's pumping. You don't want to be there, Vaughn. No. no one wants to be there. <laughs> if you are there, well, fucking good on you for keeping the country moving. That's right. Someone's got to do it. That's the Swellian way. Someone's got to do it. That's the Swellian way. That's right. They're, they're, they're you know, feeding coal into the furnace of Wacko Jacko Baker <laughs> and uh, Dill Moffat and the Callum Robson. Those guys mixing mud there, you know. That's the engine yeah. room of Australian surfing right there. The it's, Shane Holmes, the Concreters. You know what's pushing classic, it, mate? Pushing I, the level. I, I'm just thinking about where women surfing is at in this conversation, and it reminds me a lot of being about 20 years behind, which, which is where it should be. And I'm not talking in uh, performance or money or any of that shit. I'm talking about the actual culture of it. Because if you think about the 80s and who the world champs were and how dominating they were as uh, you know characters, as egos, as these sort of just impenetrable forces you know you had your sunnies your ockies your currens your carols enigmas like just so so dominant fiercely dominant and that's what's been going on in women's surfing for a long time now isn't it like we haven't really needed to see a collective push uh in terms of the nationalistic conversation Mm. because i guess in those days the women just had to band together and get whatever fucking scraps off the the floor under the uh, ASP table that they could fight mm. for. Now, uh, just in relation to sort of, you know, what's going on with the Australian women on the Changers is we haven't seen the big results that we were expecting. We haven't really seen until India cracked this final. That's right. Know, our uh, Molly Picklums, our mm. uh, Philippa Andersons, our Sophie McCulloch's, like women who absolutely fucking tear, man, and who you would have expected to just dominate are kind of getting stitched up by this crazy underage Californian push. Mm. Uh, it's almost like the wave pool girls. Mm. And uh, there's a, I include the Hawaiians in, in that. It's sort of a US push that's coming as well. But your Gabriella Bryans, your, your Kira Pinkertons, mm. your Katie Simmers who, who won at Huntington. Like these girls are a, a full couple of years younger than our best, mm. our top 10. So... No, uh, it's just a, it's an interesting uh, sort of juxtaposition, isn't it? You know, the, the women's tour seems to be in that 80s 
world where it was just like, okay, well, there's the top dogs. You know, maybe we need Power to versus slide kind of scenario. Yeah, mm. pretty much, man. No, it's mm. interesting. Really interesting. I'm, I'm, I'll be so curious to see how the team mentality, which is including the women. Like, that's one massive thing about that whole uh, Changa series through Europe was the women and the men were on the beach for all of their heats. Mm. They were all one unit. Mm. And I think that's going to really start, you know, filtering down through the generations 100%. when the red kicks off back here yeah, earlier in the year. That's right. Not only on the beach, but then, you know, when Conor O'Leary's winning the event, they're partying together. Disco fucking DJ <laughs> Shimmy <laughs> Disco's up on the decks. Oh, it was pinging off back there in the backyard of Jeremy Flores' Airbnb in France. So it was an old-fashioned, I think, uh, you know, on high rotation, uh, Ganga Jang, sounds of them. This is Australia. Bit of Akadaka. Oh, mate, she was... And, and, what a, what a Bit family. of Ice House. What a family. What a way to do it. It's, it fucking looks unreal, doesn't it? And it's really easy to get behind. I mean, when we're doing those posts on sort of, you know, updates throughout the event, you can feel it building. And every time someone's making a heat, you're going, fuck yeah! You, you can feel that energy of, like, success, brewing, simmering, the grits, maybe. Grit. Picking the grit out of your cheeks, putting it in your coffee and drinking it and filling it back up again. <laughs> uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm glad you touched on the, the poor runner results there um, in, in Portugal. It was I think it was... Maybe the first time no female had made the finals of a, a top-tier kind of QS event in fucking who knows how mm. long. And I'll, Smithy happened to be in the Surfing Australia HQ and news filtered through. And let me tell you, alarm bells were ringing, Vaughn. Uh, they even, uh, you know, so desperate were they, they even reached out to Smithy for his two cents oh, yes. on what was missing from Australian surfing. And Vaughn, I was unequivocal in my response. One word, Uh-oh. four letters. Oh, here you go. Get some cum in here. <laughs> oh, not quite. Great. <laughs> but they're really a synonym for each other, aren't they? I mean, I ended up grabbing Chris Marta, the Surfing Australia CEO, by the lapels, and I just was screaming in his face, Great Marta. Great. That's what's missing. And, uh, you know, I grabbed head coach B Derbage and I was slapping it into him. Great Derbage. Great. Great. Don't, don't even want to tell you what I had to do to Kate Wilkins' yeah. I had to buy it by the back of the hair, head in the toilet, dunk, flush, grit, grit. dunk, flush, grit, you get me, scarret, dunk, flush. Oh, I mean, oh, um, yeah. I mean, I just pointed out the you, fact you that... point to the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the trampoline that goes, you know, where you practice your airs on a little snowboard into the foam pit? Yeah, I pushed Clancy Dawson the off the pit? third... I pushed him off the yeah. third level of the HPC into that trampoline. Yeah, I pointed to the foam pit and said, there's a problem. Gravel! Grit! The foam pit! That's what's wrong with Australian surfing! The foam pit! That's right. We want to see him sticking air reverses into a, a, just a, a pit of gravel and Mate, rocks. They're not doing fucking air reverses on skateboards into foam pits in the fucking... Uh, favelas in favelas South Polo. They're doing it into rusted sheets of corrugated iron. That's right. I mean, uh, we got Judson Andre and Italo Ferreira raised eating nothing but... Buckets full of fish heads, <laughs> hucking air reverses on splintery plywood and serrated fiberglass stuck together. Nah, it's I mean, a foam pit. Like... That's where all our problems start and finish. Too soft. Too, Too soft, Smivy. Oh, not enough grit. Get rid and, of um, the fucking foam. Put I mean, in I, the fucking pit. Yeah, that was my point. I was like, you know, coastal mm. towns in Australia, coastal property, it's expensive. 
You know, it's become the pres- preserve mm. of the bourgeoisie, the Evoca Heights bourgeoisie <laughs> form. Their cocktail parties and their big bowls of caviar and Bolivian ether wash. Mate, we need some gritty, you minor speed freaks back on the scene, Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, we do. And, um, but, you you know, know, but I'm, I'm liking the look of it. You know, like I'm, the, the current crop, um, I think, you know, France really kind of, I don't know what it was, mm. somewhere between the, the baguettes, the fucking stale baguettes, the six months on the road. You know, these guys are looking at, you know, I haven't seen a fucking Australian elite sports crew Spending this much time on the road since like the cricket teams of the mm. 1930s when That's they were catching it? boats to England and spending nine months on tour. Like we're looking at uh, you know Connor and Wade. Like these guys have been overseas since August. They're going to get back in December. Um, it's mad, isn't and, it? That's, all these, that's a huge commitment. But I mean, know, imagine what that is actually. How galvanising exactly, that is for that team mentality. Exactly, yeah. yes. It's a psycho. That's right. So galvanising. So much grit. Um, and. I think, uh, you know, there's just something about that dynamic. You know, you've got all these guys who are just up against it. You know, they're, they're mm. doing weeks in quarantine at a yep. time, just fucking perishing. Like, that's got to be tough. And being in that just fucking, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And Australians, they fucking know they how do. to get going in tough times. They do, Smith. They do. I mean, Gallipoli, mate. Gallipoli, the trenches. We build ourselves on grit. Mm. That's what we did. Grit, dirt. And that's where we're, we're back to it. We're back to fighting, fighting spirit, fighting strength, finding it. But finding it, mate, mateship is a fucking underrated tool to use for, for all success. I mean, so I, I heard a uh, uh, great podcast on sort of, you know, like what makes, you know, armies win wars. And mateship is always at the heart of it. Mm. They, they're never fighting for the, the politics. They're never fighting for the, for the uh, you know, the, the ideal. They're fighting for each other. That's what, that's what keeps you going in wartime. And that's the sort of fucking attitude that, you know, Brazil have had for a long time now. It, it's them versus the world, mate. And, <laughs> totally. Um, I, I think that, you know, that's, that's what we're seeing. It's what yeah. we're seeing. And I'll tell you what, mate. Fucking the, the characters that are on there, they're not just gritty people. They're, they're, they're fucking absolute, you know, they're, they're so That's right. Let's go through a couple go of on, them. Go through them. Wacko Jacko Baker, second in Portugal, the steel sitter sit the Steel City Battle of a sus mm. strawberry little mo looking to take it to the Brazilian Storm like the great Newcastle Knight, Paul the Chief Harrigan, took it to Spud Carroll, circa 96. Let's hope Wacko Jacko comes off a bit better than the oh, Chief mate, from the, that exchange. The little gingerbread man, eh? Hey. How's his look? I mean, you put him in a fucking stripy onesie with a couple of knee-high boots and some dumbbells, he's a fucking carnival strongman, I'm telling you. <laughs> He fucking looks like a carnival strongman. I'm not even joking. Speaking of carnival strongman, let's uh, let's you know. I like to look at this uh, this young buck, Callum Robson, too. Plenty of grit, Vaughn. Oh, grit. Uh, Evans head battler, legs like a zebra, beans and brown rice, eight pack deluxe. I've seen him in the gym up there at the High Performance Centre. He spends uh, plenty of time in the gym doing leg presses while his Hessian girlfriend smokes three papers and meditates on top of the weights. An old fashioned <laughs> Northern Rivers cosmic psycho. <laughs> Oh, he's looking at the goods. Yeah, I love I love Callum Robson, man. I've had some surfs with him at little spots around the zone. Uh, full power, man. Like, mm. always impressive. And full respect to him, mate. When I saw him at the HPC, you know, he, he was hitting that half pipe, practicing airs, and he wasn't going for the foam pit. He was just going for the flats off the other side, landing completely on his face, but not committing to the mm. foam. Mm. Absolutely none. 
Soft about him. That's right. And when he did stick one, he sunk two feet deep into the concrete. He yeah. just the legs on yeah, him. He's a big boy. When we uh, he took out that last uh, comp on the reg, the last uh, regional series up there at, at the Tweed Coast Pro, and uh, it was dog shit surf. Jeez, it was dismal, hard to surf stuff. And, man, he just looked so strong. Mm. And, uh, and that 9.0, if, if you're going to pick out a couple of standout waves from this, uh, Changers Euro League. You'd have to say that fucking backside one-two combo of Cal Robson's was, yeah, you know, I think it was the only nine of that whole event, and it was just skits, man. Far out, he cracked it. Mm. How hard did he go? Upside down, just one-two. Somewhere in the world, Hoyo just rolled over, and like you said, standing bolt upright, two attention, just fully frothing. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Cal. Evans' head. How good. Oh, how good. Another, Plenty of grit in Evans' head. Little Fuck. push coming out of Evans, too. Oh. Hey, little Maxi uh, McGilvray. Is that his name? Maxi McGilvray, I think. He's uh, a young fella from down there. He's got a couple of entries in BL's Blast Off. Go check that out if you've got a Grom. It's so sick, man. You should see some of these entries that kids are putting in. But he's got a pit out Kira from last year that is mind boggling. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Unfair that an 11 year old has been that kind. Hey. Dog. Oh, sorry. Number four. Number four. Number four. Injury wildcards are in Vaughan. The Wazzle's endless saga continues. It's always a clusterfuck, isn't it? Going right back to Rob Machado's iconic stitching in uh, 2002, mm. I guess it yeah. was one. Yeah, yeah. And, and the classic Davo story as well. Mm. Trot on a bottle in the WSL contest area during <laughs> an event. It couldn't get the wildcard. <laughs> couldn't get it. Wow. Well, that, that was in the days where you had to plead your case. And yeah. the, the, the classic story, of course, is, you know, Shane Besham was in there crying. Uh, mm. you, you plead your case to your peers. Yeah, they all have, they all have flaming staffs and Renato Hickel comes out and extinguishes each one, <laughs> one by one. Well, you it's know, the, you remember the story, don't you? Like, everyone, Besham's in there crying, saying, this is my life, man. Like, this is my life. This is what I do. You know, you can't take this away from me. You know, I've been injured. Like, I've dedicated everything. This. And then Renato just goes, next! And, um, yeah, but Davo apparently walked in, had the best case of anyone, because he was injured in a competitor's mm. area during events. Stepped on a bottle, sliced his heel oh, open. And he knows his and way his around head. a court of law. He's not, 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 not the... <laughs> Not the first time he's had to represent himself. Oh, but apparently he walks in and just goes, yeah, I've had a cunt of a year. I lost my licence. Fucking me chick broke up with me. And they just fucking couldn't get their little snuffer out quick enough, mate. <laughs> Light out. I think, I think it was hovering over the candle as Davo stood up and cleared his throat. <laughs> yeah, here's my story. <laughs> ah, fuck. What a classic, dude. How funny was he on that? If you haven't listened to uh, <laughs> ATS Live at Port Macquarie, go and have a go and have a Fucking squeeze. icon. First guy kicked out of the pub that night after the show <laughs> yeah, ended. What's he doing? True to form. Iconic, Davo. Oh, oh, but we so spent good. the night in remand, but... Uh, well, this Yeah, sorry, Smith. T- tell us what's going on with these injury wildcards, because they're not <laughs> actually... The, the, the big uh, sort of argument against these things is that, yeah, they're, they're there for injuries, but they're not just injury wildcards. They're for service to the, to the sport. They're for, you know, like they can basically pick anyone they want. Mm. Just chuck them in. Mm. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, that's where it all gets a bit squirrely and a bit, uh, I don't know, a bit Conan Hayes, conspiracy Uh-oh. territory. Um, but in the men, we have uh, Chloe Andino and Owen Wright getting the, getting the nod. I mean, Chloe was a bit of a no-brainer. Owen raised a few eyebrows. The mm. big O. Um, in the women, we have Lakey Peterson 
and Malia Manuel. But I think the big controversy is uh, over the inclusion of uh, Owen, the big O. I mean, we love the big O here on Love that as well. He yep. is our spirit animal, all-time battler, core lord, Olympic bronze medalist, no less. And gath wearing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, there's some strange logic just coming out of the WSL according to the bastions of pure truth at Stab Magazine, that okay. is. Yep. Um, the logic behind Owen's injury wildcard, according to them, is this. Um, so after some, this is a direct quote, after some <coughs> consideration, the WSL decided to award Owen with the 2022 season wildcard, which is a nod both to his legacy status on the tour and his marketing potential for the WSL. The Australian has been around for a long time, uh, has had multiple event wins and recently earned a medal in surfing's Olympic debut. Based on these merits, he's earned the right to jump the line in front of a talented but yet to be proven rookie, that's uh, Matt McGilvray, and a well-respected veteran whose best heats are behind him, that's Ace Buckin. Now, um, so I guess, look, anytime I hear marketing potential in the mix of deciding what is essentially a ratings-based mm. elite championship tour, I start to get a little bit Conan on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I start to enter the realm of conspiracist. And uh, cool. yeah, it just kind of makes me cringe a bit. I'm not saying the big O doesn't deserve to be there, but uh, marketing potential is simply not a fucking metric that should decide that. Uh, no. Too arbitrary, too open to manipulation by surf comp, uh, companies kind of trips me out a little bit. Um, so... Yes, yeah. it leaves the door open to uh, pretty wild uh, sort of arguments in the future, right? Because, I mean, if they're just going to award uh, a wild card on the basis of marketability, then surely Alana Blanchard would be sticking her hand up oh. with a 8.5 billion Instagram Mate, followers. She's six gratuitous butt shots on Instagram away from a, a birth in any contest from now until... The cellulite sets in in the 50s. I don't know. Yeah, well, I just think that it's going to be... Uh, it's, 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 you're right, Smithy. What is, what is the go with this? The other thing is, though, uh, you know, if that is how they're going to try and measure it, then who is the person measuring? Who's that's deciding right. what's marketable and who's not, and what's not? That's right. What is the... What is is this? it Prodan? Is it Renato? Is it Jesse Miley-Dyer? Like, I mean, where does Dane Reynolds figure into all this? Because surely... If you're going to throw anyone back into the CT mix, not that he would accept it, but surely that's your guy. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Who would not want to see Dane Reynolds on a self-shaped moon tail quad fucking bonza at eight foot chokes? I mean, I'd tune in to see that. What about Noah Dean? Chuck him in a beachy in Brazil, see what he can do when there's just a six foot closeout coming at him. Mm. I don't know. What, That's what, right. How do you, what does how do you this calculator it? look like? I mean, what, what are the? How do you? What's the data that you enter in to decide someone's marketing potential? Mm. I mean, uh, like, what is it? I just I, don't I, understand. Yeah, no, I'm lost. I'm lost Nothing. on that one. I, I think that the uh, decision, if there's three surfers going for that last position and they've picked Owen out of the three, uh, they've probably made the right call there. I, I, I mean, Maddie. I love his surfing, but, you know, he, he's on the, the Changers anyway. Like, the, he'll just go back and re-qualify fairly easily, you'd imagine. I don't know. Is it just – maybe they should have just come out and said, look, he's a bronze medalist. We just gave it to him because of that. Mm. Mm. You know, he's that good. He's that fucking good. The he surgeon, wears a cap. The yeah. surgeon, Ace Bucking, uh, to a veteran of 16 years, missed two events in 2021 due to injury. 
No soup for you. <laughs> Next. Tough call for Ace. I think he was like, I don't think there was much noise that he was hanging up his boots. Was there or was there? Maybe he just got in contact and said, I'm not even going for this. Well, I think Proden probably just put his arm around him and just went, Ace. <laughs> it's uh, go, probably mate. jump before I push him. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to uh, maybe have a catch up with Ace. But did the big O miss any ref- events this year from injury? Um, that's what I'm trying to figure out. It's, it's definitely not an injury wildcard, mate. Doesn't there's no mention of a of a injury in any of that WSL propaganda speech there, is it? No, no. It's um all very Orwellian. Um another guy was fuming too, uh the Spartan, Michelle Berez, and uh mate, if there's one guy you don't want to tick off, it's the Spartan. And my sources in France actually said he was applying uh, you know, plenty of spit and cough lolly to a bag of stones. That we just planning to hurl at the WSL head office in protest. Of course, uh, that is the traditional way to lodge a complaint with surfing's head body mm. uh, alongside the stones of alongside a coral head with a note attached to it. Um, you know, the Neko Padarats, wow, uh, Broker championing that at the Mal dives, um, and the the, uh, the other official way to lodge a complaint with the WSL a blueberry muffin. Oh, of course, with, uh, yes. a splat inscription, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, so. Michelle, he would have been in the in the running for that wild card as well. Mm. Oh, geez, that's that's now that is a tough one because you've got a pipe master on your hands. You've got a guy who's still making finals mm. on the on the QS. Mm. So uh, yeah, I think that uh, he probably would have the most uh, bitterness. Wheelbarrows full of lemons, just sucking mm. stuck to his teeth. But ah, uh, well, they've given it away. Mm. Yep, uh, I'm not I'm not complaining. No. Fucking frothing big O's still on there, but uh, yeah. I guess like in terms of like, is Owen a world title contender still in your mind? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think, I he think he's just finding his feet again uh, after, you know, a, an up and down few years since the injury. Um, so yeah, I reckon there's seemingly no real weakness in his surfing apart from... Just, uh, just the kind of well, aerial, the tech airs. Do you know what the question is now, Smithy? Actually, it's it's not about is he a world title <laughs> contender. Of course he is, because it, it's a, uh, is he a top five contender? Mm. So that's all you got to ask. Is he a top five ah, contender? And if true. he is, then he's a world title contender. So, mm. I think Owen. If you look at Gland, Chopes, fucking Bells, he's unbelievable at. Uh, J Bay has made semis there before. You know, like fuck, he's a top five surfer. Mm. So if you if you're looking at the guys who are left. And you're going, well, who's the guy who's the most likely to get into that top five at the end of the year? That's the guy we need to reward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Malia's in a, a similar position to the big O. She, she maybe missed an event, but uh, yeah, it was mostly awarded just on the basis of being a tour veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, I think one spot outside the cut. It was an abbreviated season. It was a bit of a clusterfuck of a year. Um, so it's all kind Made of... Made the final of the last event too. Yeah, right? that's yeah. right. With a future on the line. Such a fucked up performance. Um, yeah, it's just weird because it's called an injury wildcard. So, you know, conceivably, unless we've entered some bizarre world of Orwellian <laughs> doublespeak... It should go to someone who's been fucked up in the course of a year of surfing and had to miss events. Mm. Anyway. Uh, number three. Number three. Number three. Number three. Reckless isolation, gluttonous tube piggery of the highest order. Chloe Ann, Dino, the Col- Colapinto Bean brothers, Ian Crane and Luke Davis rinse their 
corns, absolutely platinum, mm. packed their pineal glands to the brim with an old-fashioned jaunt to the mental eyes. We fuck all people around. Mm. Fuck me sideways. What have we been doing? It's right on our doorstep. <laughs> and we're prevented, locked down here on Prison Island, Convict Island, uh, unable to get to Indonesia while the, the septics just run amok in there. Yeah, I know. Disappointing. Disappointing. I, I, the, the, you know, I don't know what happened there. I don't know why Indo got shut down to us and uh, you know, everyone else in the world was sneaking in. Maybe it has something to do with the... Uh, Bakshish! Bakshish, mate. But, yeah, I mean, the thing about rinsing corn when you're a, uh, a sparkling Californian wonder kind is mm. like, oh, those, those kids don't have dirty, grimy, gritty corns. No, mate. you're right. They don't. So, mm. like, what happens when you rinse something... That is already rinsed beyond belief. Mm, mm. It it's translucent. Mm, that's right. It's uh, I come back invisible. That's right. That's right. Yes. Uh, he was having trouble figuring out where to wipe when he was on the can, Kaloe. He was just, you know, yeah, up with. It was actually got a bit ugly in there. They just end up with, you know, sh- shit, feces, excrement smeared mm. all over the place. Uh, couldn't figure out where his dot was. Well, I heard on the drop. The uh, Stab Podcast with Danny uh, Johnson and uh, Buckley, Bucko, Buck, Buck, Buckwheat, mm. uh, that uh, they had 11 beers total on their entire boat trip. Mm. They just surfed themselves so ragged that they couldn't even bring themselves to lift a beer at the end of the day. Tube drunk was uh, the comment from Chloe and Dino. Mm. He was getting tube drunk, um, just fucking speaking in tongues. Just fucking pineal gland throbbing. They were just basically, you know, milking each other's pineal glands and licking the sap out of it a la Hunter S. Thompson in that Las Vegas hotel room way back when. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's enough. It's enough to get well fucking off your gird, Vaughn. Oh, big time. I've never actually, like, the men's trips I've done, I've done about maybe two or three, but I've never had consistent waves the entire time, but you're still surfing six to eight hours a day. I can't imagine... Getting over there and having the quality of waves that those guys oh. had and just, you know, you wouldn't even. I don't know if the, if the beers would come into it that hard. Nah, if you'd you just s- be fucking yeah. toast, mate. That's right. I mean, the highlight for me was that fucked up Misto slab they score, mm. um, which I think I know the location of, but I definitely won't be saying because McCullough Jones had fucking stabbed me in the neck 35 times. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, suffice to say, it's the heaviest wave in Indo and uh, these boys handle it. With a plume, very, very entertaining, fucking psycho. Just like, I don't know, there's something about the long period nature of Indonesian swells that when they wrap properly on a, a slab that comes out of you know deep water, fuck it, it it's, oh, it's mesmerizing. It has all the kind of the all the the Kona Kona quensacity mm. of an Australian slab, but with none of the imperfections. It's quite mm. hypnotic. Yeah, I'll tell you what's tripping me out too, Smith, is like for, for quite a while now we've been talking about where's the next movement. We've had the Brazilian Storm, we had the Cooley Kids, we had uh, you know uh, the Momentum Generation. Like what is next and where's it coming from? Mm. And uh, for a moment it was looking like Japan might you know produce a little Japanese typhoon or something like mm. that. And uh, Indo, of course, lots of uh, talent down mm. there. But um, you know the, the wherewithal... Sorry, not the wherewithal, but the uh, the means to get out there. And, I can't and get a fucking get that push. Uh, it's, it's difficult, but geez, California's making a pretty big statement at the moment. The mm. the, the young women coming mm. out of there are obviously you know already starting to to push into that top echelon, mm. and the uh, the, the but the the Californian 
spearhead on the, the men's side, probably uh, led by Kaloe, Connor Coffin, but that generation below with Griff mm. and uh, those kids coming through, you know, like it, I think the Dane factor really slowed things down in California for a mm. bit. Mm. You know, they, there's, everyone bought into what Dane was dropping. Not and- just in California. I'd say that uh, – that kind of just disease infected Australia. It was more contagious than coronavirus, yeah. Vaughn. Yeah. Every, every quality. That's the thing I think the, the big hole that's been left in Australian surfing is that every top tier, top talent that come out of this country for a good five years disappeared into yeah, the free well, surfing the influence of, of Reynolds. Noah Dean, Creed McTaggart, um, Craig yeah. Anderson. You know, all these guys could have been, in theory, uh, proper you know, competitive masterminds, you know, you just don't see that in Brazilian surfing. You don't see, it's not an option for them mm. to go that route. Um, no, no, you're right. And I think that like there's a, there's a, a renewed energy around the, the competitive side of things and, and wanting that success. And I guess just uh, as a side effect too, you know, the, the, the energy that, that Dane brought to tearing down the industry, you know, uh, whether it was conscious or not, it had a huge effect, man. Like him leaving, the most popular, arguably one of the most popular surf brands in the world at the time, mm. just created shockwaves. And mm. no one wanted to be a fucking corpo reptile. And now, they're lining up and lapping from the corpo plate, mate. <laughs> lapping it up. Ironically, though, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of the, the, the Reynolds uh, disciples that are commanding the big bucks while these guys kind of sleeping in board bags in Jeremy Flores' Airbnb backyard. It kind of barely spun out on fuck all money. money. Like, Conor O'Leary doesn't have a major sponsor, which is scandalous. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. Like, it's ironic, isn't it? Like, Reynolds, fuck it. It's kind of like that, that hot chick that you've been dating. And, you know, as soon as, you, as, soon as they, you know, they're a punish. But as soon as they don't want you, you want them more. <laughs> and it's like Reynolds turns his back on Quicksilver. And uh, well, and then Quicksilver are like, well, well, fuck you. We're going to go and court sponsorship deals with every fucking free surfer on the planet mm. just because we can't have you, Dane. No, well, I think we're, uh, that, that identity but, crisis... No, the the industry, I shouldn't yeah. say Quicksilver, but the industry's been just shouting money, taking their, their little... You know, they've been the sugar daddy to the little boyfriends for years now. Taking Ando, taking Noah, taking Creed on all kinds of fancy dates, all kinds of, you know, just jaunts all over the world, paying them, you know, above, way above to, uh, you know, smoke ciggies, drink champagne, mm. and uh, pack, you know, to be honest, Mondo conequential cones mm. and uh, stomp fucking punts so big their legs snap at the femur. Mm. So, you know, they're earning their, they're earning their pay packet. Mm. I'm not taking away from that, but. It's just a weird trend. Well, it just seems like there, there's uh, a, a renewed focus on competition in California, at least. The identity crisis here, we're, we're in the thick of it still because, you know, we've got four or five surfers just quitting the tour last year. Guys who people love. Mikey Wright, for example. Like, he's a surfer who so many fucking core lords around our country identify with. You know, they love what he stands for. Mm. The formula, oh, sorry, V8, fucking fishing, Couple of beers, gutton pigs, getting, getting camping, gutton pigs, drinking the blood, business, nibbling and, uh, on the liver. You're just living on your own terms, you know. I think there's a lot, a lot of people respect that uh, down here, and and that whole uh, sort of desire to win. Uh, it, it, 
what we're loving about it right now is that that battler element and doing it on your own terms because no one else is backing you is, mm. is the only way that you can do it. It's almost like you've got to, you know, it's one thing to, to live on your own terms. It's another thing to live on your own terms when you're pulling in 500 to 800K a year. <laughs> True that. So, uh, I mean, it's almost like you take the pay packet away and suddenly the grit comes back. There you go. Because, uh, you know, humans are famously an incentive-based creature. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Fucking once the uh, yeah, once there's no guarantee of a meal. Once you lose your meal ticket, you can fucking got you know, the, the, the sand in the hourglass. Things change, is mate. ticking. So you better get that fucking sand and start rubbing it in your fucking cheeks. Yep, yep. Getting a bit of grit back in there. Well, I think the best way and the healthiest way to look at any career in pro surfing is to milk it as the possibly the best time of your life where the focus is surfing because mm. that's the only time it'll ever. Mm. Mm. It's not a bad way. It's a, it's a healthy way to look at it because it's not going to last forever. Can Only a, 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 such a small, small few get dollars beyond 30s, you know? Totally. Yeah, it's fuck, mate. Competitive surfing is, it's a tough gig. It's a grind. So much mm. time on the road. So many subpar conditions. The like, uncertainty of it, Smithy. The it's uncertainty. Like There's also an un- undignified kind of aspect to having to, to grovel in a French beach break and, you know, for a 6-3-3 or whatever it is. Like, it, it, it doesn't necessarily gel with surfing's core values. Mm. Never really has. There's always been that, that schism in the culture. Um, that said, like, fuck, we need the silverware in this country purely for the <laughs> ego of this surfing nation. So throw Boy. a bit of fucking money at it, would you? Agreed. Get back on protection, you mat. Speaking of which, number two. Number two. Number two. Number two. Equal pay for equal play, Vaughn. Uh, huge news actually circulating <clears throat> in uh, not just the surfing community, but the Australian sporting community at large. Um, but it all stems from the surfing community. Very interesting. Uh, Mick, that fucking good fanning, and uh, Stephanie, the fam goat Gilmore, have signed on to a petition calling for equal pay, equal facilities, equal resources for women and men in Australian sport. Now, um, <clears throat> it's pretty skits uh, in terms of what this could do to existing regulations and funding grants. Now, I don't want to get bogged down in bourgeois bureaucracy. <laughs> but uh, this petition is also being backed by News Corp's Bizarre, Uh-oh. which is pretty odd. Yeah. But uh, uh, Yo's a, a bit, uh, a bit. what's the word? Presumptuous. Yeah, okay. Because uh, here's the plan changes, Vaughn. Uh, and just wait for it once I go through the changes. There is a kicker. So under the suggested change, any New South Wales sports club or organisation applying for government grants or financial assistance must also show it offers equal prize money, opportunities and facilities for both women and men Mm -hmm. uh, who compete in equivalent divisions of the same Mm -hmm. competitions. Mm -hmm. So uh, basically, yeah, uh, any New South Wales sports club who wants money um, they basically have to offer exactly the same to women and men. No, they need to, you know, if it's a if it's a gym set up, if it's a sauna, a pool, yeah. a fucking a fucking yeah, hockey stick, okay, a yep. bar of wax, yep. whatever it is, Vaughn. Gotcha. Equal. Uh, and this is what the fem goat <laughs> had to say. Um, this there is only one option going forward: equality, especially when it comes to sport earnings and funding. Uh, and so, yeah, so particularly, this is what she said, particularly when it comes to public funding, gender equity should be mandatory. If we can build these practices from grassroots, 
it will become the norm and in turn ingrain this as a basic principle, Vaughn, mm-hmm. a basic principle mm-hmm. that hopefully reaches areas far beyond sport and goes into the wider ether of Australian society, the workers' paradise that we are, Vaughn. The, uh, yeah. the great socialist republic in the vision of Whitlam, Keating, Hawke. We're back in the game. Okay. Anthony Albanese, he's back. The Campo, Camperdown, Pauzo <laughs> product. What's uh, not to back? What's not to back? So, and, and here's the kicker of all. Okay, give me the kicker. There's a bit of the butterfly effect about this. So uh, yeah. this movement is as core and grassroots as it gets and kicked off by none other than me old mate Lucy Smalls, a top flight longboarder uh, way back in April at, the, at a pro longboarding contest. Um, yeah, so let's just hear a bit about, uh, let's hear exactly what she had to say when she accepted the winner's check at this longboarding contest. Thank you so much to the the sponsors for the money that they've put into the event. But I would say that it is a bittersweet victory knowing that our surfing is worth less than half of the men's prize money. Yeah. Wow. Talk about fucking egg jam. Talk yeah. about caviar. Caviar. Woo. Talk about cojones. Mm. If you want to go down the gender neutral well, That, that created a, a media shitstorm. Mm. That went global instantly when mm. she did that. And that was a, a fairly, you know, low key uh, event. But what didn't help was the organizers tried to sort of, uh, you know, tried to justify their reasons for doing it and it just dug the hole so much deeper, Ooh. you know. Yeah, you don't but, do that. Just keep Lucy, on digging. Uh, is a legend, man. She yeah. came and did an uh, uh, internship with us at Surfing World for a while. Yep. And was a great person to have around. Uh, obviously, just super intelligent, but fighting uh, always for, you know, a fair fucking crack. Maybe oh, give him a fair ever. crack. Just give us a crack. That's all we need. And um, no, I mean, they're, they're, it's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I don't see a single solitary reason why it shouldn't be like that. No, nah, no. Nah. And, uh, you know, fuck, mate. I tell you, like, uh, I am, I couldn't be more all for this. Like, mm. I mean, I cannot wait for the day when marrying a highly paid female professional surfer and becoming a stay at home dad is an option, Vaughn. That <laughs> is my dream. But- Sad. <laughs> Assad. Oh, just baking cakes and that's what it is. Oh, stay, I want to be at oh. home, Dad. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, you know, also just a, you know, I can see why Lucy's taking this fight up for us as a community, <laughs> yeah, men and women. Um, you know, she's she's one of them mad Albanians, oh. mm. and uh, you know, there's many have found out over the years. You don't fuck with the mad Albanians. Yeah. Uh, another mad Albanian you don't want to fuck with who springs to mind, Vaughn? Yep. Jody fucking Cooper. Oh, you <laughs> Up the swelling Queens. What a lineage it is. And I actually went and visited Albany on a bit of a fact-finding mission to see what is behind the incredibly tough, the incredibly gritty yep. women from down there. And what I found absolutely shocked me. I found, Vaughn, an entire dojo full of women who just knocked off from the salmon cannery aiming an array of kicks and punches and pokes at the crutch and face and eyes of a cis white capitalist crash test dummy. <laughs> Itch, knee, sun, chi. You know how the rest of it goes, Vaughn. Oh. Cop that 
fat white man, and on it went. And, uh, you know, it was just this, like, yeah, you know, you've seen the scenes in the Karate yeah. Kid, Bruce Lee films uh, yeah. going way back. Yeah. Just montages. Just the, That's yeah. right. You're the best. You're just like, there's images of scomos yeah. get copping fucking yeah. elbows, kicks, pokes, punches. Um, and, uh, you know, but I actually had to get out of there before the frozen tofu big throwing began. Mm-hmm. Uh, tofu brick, sorry, throwing. I, I felt like it had no longer become a safe space, as it were, yeah. for a privileged white working class male such as myself. I've heard they can take your head off at 100 metres with one of those. Frozen tofu, tofu bricks. Yep. Uh, I've had a couple hurled through the back of my panel there oh, over mate, years. You know what this reminds me of? The bodyboarding movement on uh, Lanzarote, where they set up their dojo right on the tip of the point with uh, <laughs> no glass in the window. So any surfer who went there just saw the, the litters just in there, just hitting a heavy bag, just... Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Punching yeah. the nose off the stick. Oh, you just see them paddle out. You'd see that same face, that, that muscular... Crazy, hairy, sort of, you know, um, where's it based? Sort of uh, off the west coast of Africa and the Mm. the southern tip of Portugal. Oh, slabs. The waves are as hairy as the backs of the bodyboarders who surf territory. It's just you do not want to fucking paddle out. It's terrifying, Spivy. Pretty pissed week, if you ask me. Number one, one, Vaughn. Massive news out of Northern California. Massive, massive news. uh, Right up there with anything that's happened in surfing in the last 12 months. A world record has been shattered, Born A Guinness world record, no less. I don't know about this, Smithy. Oh, uh, and by who else but the kick-flipping magician, and ain't that swell favourite, Zoltan <laughs> Torkos, oh, yeah. the amazing, unbelievable. What's he done? The record he now owns is three joint hits on one wave while playing a guitar. Oh, All right, the call has gone out, Swellians. Get your video cameras. Get your logs, get your guitars, your ukuleles, your pianos, your keyboards, whatever you want to paddle out with. Get a couple of scoobs in the top of your wedding, keep them dry. And let's bring this thing back to Australia. I'm sick of Northern California. I'm sick of Brazil. I'm sick of Europe. We need to win something, Smithy. We actually had a, uh, an entry, an early entry, a forerunner, um, a swelling call lord a few Na- years was back. Was that Namu? Was that like one of the Get and Barrel podcast lads? Maybe, yeah. Pretty, I pretty think sure it was. It was. Uh, sent it in from Namu. West Oz there, the single fin classic, rolled into one from out the back, puffing and puffing. He's three papery, packed the inside, sure he closed out. He was packing cones inside of cones like a Russian babushka yeah, doll. That, that's never been done. <laughs> No, I don't think anyone's done it. Or maybe Mace. Maybe Mace has done it. Surely there's a, hit, there's a Guinness World Record for that. I mean, it's one thing, you know, three joint hits on a wave while playing a guitar. I mean, yeah, it's impressive. I've got to say, no it's, it's impressive, that. but the footage is a, is a bit of a letdown. When, you, when you're watching it, you're going, come on. Pack it. Surely. Really pack it. Surely someone can do it on a wave of, a wave of greater truth than this. That's right. West Oz Coniquence. Um, but, I mean, that, that said, you know, it is the Guinness... World records, the Guinness Book of World Records, you know, a, a, a book of world records named in honor of a warm, a beer that tastes like a warm cup of piss that someone farted in. You can't expect too much from mm. it, Vaughn. I mean, you know, I don't know when the last time it was that you, you flicked through the Guinness Book of World Records, but it's full of fucking weirdos with reptile face tabs jabbing needles yeah. into themselves in crates full of snakes. It's yeah. hardly the, the bastion of, you know, Olympic 
world record holding. Uh, it looks know. like a photo album from uh, the French World Tour in the nineties. Mm. The Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, it it's does, fucking, doesn't it? It's absolutely eerily similar. <laughs> Psycho. Well, there you go. Eh? Well, I, I, ch- I think the challenge has to go out, Smithy. Has to go out. Surely an Australian can have more than three puffs on a joint while Dosh. playing a guitar while surfing. Mate. Come on. I, 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 Send I, in your video, Swillians. We'll post them. I wouldn't hesitate to say an Australian could manage three puffs out of a joint out of his cornhole on a waveform. Yeah, I think so. I'd rather see someone uh, like launch into a good old-fashioned orchie. That's right. Pack a big romper. Fucking oath. No one, and I mean no one, upstages us when it comes to ripping billies in the surf. <laughs> Pre-surf, post-surf, during surf. I don't want to see no fucking septic smoking his hydroponic skunk all the way to a Guinness Book of World Records. No thanks. Smithy, good news, mate. Christmas is around the corner. Guess what? We're finally loaded up. We got our shit together. Theswellians.com. Theswellians with an S.com. Get onto it right now. Get your shit, your merch before Chrissy. Fucking buff some cunt out who loves the fucking show. That's right, Vaughn. Every dollar is a vote, and every dollar spent in the Swellian merch store is a vote for more rambling degeneracy. So support your independent deadbeats. And spend some money in the Swellian merch store now. Ben Brown, Aussie Wright, Paul McNeil, just some of the artists we got in there at the moment. New merch drops every couple of months. It's going to be on Smith. Here we go at last. Hemad. Kobe Abbott and Vaughan. Our Kobe Abbott. Our Cobes. The eastern suburbs goat. The e-goat, if you will. Uh, doing us proud. On the SAS Australia reality TV, bamboozling those silly pommy pricks in khaki, those imperialist, colonialist Nazi swine. <laughs> They're no match for our cobs, Vaughn, eh? Hey. Bit urban street smarts will get you the nod in any situation. Mate, I fucking didn't watch a single second of it yet. I feel awful. Good. I've, got it lo- I've got it all loaded in, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into it. But I was having a chat to Ronnie about it, mate. He reckons it was incredible. Mm. He reckons Kobe is the best reality TV show star he's ever seen mm. and uh he said he just serves it up he doesn't give one fuck about who it is or what's going on he uh just takes no shit and he um serves it up but serves it up well mm. to cunts who deserve to be served mm. that's right and i mean <clears throat> reality tv as we know is a pure depiction of reality the purest so uh there is no greater depiction i mean no. the ultimate surfer case in point no, that's right. done I mean, these people... There is no greater example of what surf culture and surfing is like. That's right. And uh, same could be said for their personalities. You know for sure um, the fact that they're all earning in excess of $50,000 to up to hundreds of thousands of dollars is playing no part in the role that they're performing on this show. Um, Nor are editors doing anything to misrepresent oh, or, no, or no, no, caricature. No, no manipulating. No manipulating. No uh, bending someone into a, a, a stereotype or an archetype that will work for the story. No. I mean, these guys, they work to an edict as strict as the great Werner Herzog. Uh, yeah, exactly. Strict. Straight down the line. But, uh, you know, it's like to see uh, Kobe on the Wim Hof program too, uh, mm. spreading the good word of full in, fully out. Fully out. Uh, I do it every morning, like him for a couple of years, and uh, it saved my life too, I'd have to mm. say, Vaughn. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of – he was copping a lot of heat 
on Instagram. You know, people attacking his family, him, um, just fucking like ripping into him for uh, cheating on a, a push-up fucking contest or some horse shit. I mean, like, let's just put this in a bit of broader context mm. for the uh, fucking sea of suburbanite slobs eating their packet of Tim Tams in their Kellyville McMansion, mm-hmm. watching it on the big plasma screen TV. Um, you know, this guy is as pikey battler, as gritty <laughs> as they come born. You know, mother was a heroin addict. Uh, the brothers all born to different fathers. He left home when he was 12 years old, raised by his grandma. Yep. Um, and, you know, here he is on primetime telly being judged to fuck by a bunch of middle-class wankers from happy nuclear homes. Mm. Now, give me a break. Cut yeah. the bloke some slack for fuck's sake. Uh, you know, being from the eastern suburbs, uh, when he was on the come up during his reign of notoriety uh, and, you know, just fucking big wave surfing heroism, the guy was paddling fucking more mutant slabs than you could poke a fucking carcass of bodyboarder mm. at. Mm. Um, you know, like, oh, you know, and being from a pretty flogged, albeit significantly uh, less dysfunctional single parent home, you got to understand that. He paved the way for a lot of, uh, you know, flogged little grommets like myself, gave us all a fair whack of self-belief, showed us what was possible. Um, And like all battlers, he he recognises the battler in other battlers and treats Mm. them well. I've seen this on many occasions. Uh, He's got a good heart, uh, which I was the beneficiary of early in my career in in some of my dealings with him. uh, You know, Creed McTaggart told that story uh, I think on the, the Bondi podcast mm. with Richie Vakulik about getting blackout drunk in South Africa, passing out in the dance floor and waking up uh, in his bed with uh, some kind of uh, angel yeah. looking over him with a little halo around him. That angel uh, turned out <laughs> to have my brother's keeper tattooed all over him. It was Kobe having it. Uh, but, you know, he's a yeah. good guy. So uh, attacking his family and shit on Instagram, for fuck's sake, you imbeciles. It's yeah. reality TV. Buying into the fucking... The, the Ridiculous storytelling those things, but I think uh, show know, a bit of respect to the ego, the Marine is, Parade's finest. As if, uh, as if he's not aware of who these people are and, and where they're coming from and, and the, the places that they're chucking their rocks from. You know, he's been around that his entire life, mate. That's right. and, and, he, baits you know, it. He, he knows how to handle it probably better than anyone. I'm sure he's you know prone to the odd bout of uh, being affected by it. But oh, he's mate, a pretty, he's a pretty fucking staunchy guy when it comes to understanding that world and just how fucking you know what a, what a the house of smoke and mirrors it all is. Oh, for sure. But at the same token, he's been through a lot. Um, and, and a lot that hasn't been publicised, you know, after his career. Um, and I won't go into it too much. But, you know, being from the, the broader kind of Eastern Soros community, you do hear these things. Mm. And uh, to see him on the Wim Hof program and um, to hear him talking about it and the vulnerability. That That's he's so al- sick. He's always, it's so sick. And, and then uh, there's a lot look, of, like, you know, sharing the wisdom. Like, and, no, and like trauma you, wisdom, mate. It's, right. it's, it's a big that's deal. Right. It's like, you know, you come through a lifestyle like that, um, an upbringing like that. If you survive it, surviving it alone puts you in a, a rare echelon mm. of characters. Like generally, um, when you, you know, I know a lot of people from similar-ish circumstances, including the my adopted brother who me and my mother, and my single mom fucking adopted when he was, you know, about seven or, or no, what was he like? Uh, well, he basically was with us from seven to fucking yeah. 17. And, uh, you know, it's very similar upbringing to Kobe and, you know, he, he's been in, out, in and out of prison and like, I just, if you get through a, an upbringing like that without fucking doing significant wax in prison, without fucking, you know, continuing the cycle of domestic violence, of drug addiction, of, mm. you know, if you're able to just break that alone, you're a fucking 
boss and, and middle class or you know even working class people don't probably grasp mm. what it's like to be that riddled with PTSD and trauma. Um, the fact that he went on to accomplish what he did in the surfing realm, the fact that you know he managed to you know still kind of look after people who he saw a bit of himself in over the years. Um, you know, fuck, I'm not going to vouch for the guy completely. Like, he'd have skeletons in his closet, much mm. like I do. Mm. Um, and, you know, that's just part of the fucking the cycle of trauma that you, you're born into and you, yeah. you're bound to fuck up. It's, it's an impossibility. And mm. it's all about kind of what you do to redeem yourself from that point forward. And with the Wim Hof is a, a, ma- a major step in the right yeah. direction. Uh, I've probably come across it at a similar time to him, probably two years ago or something. I've been doing it every day since. Yeah. Um, and just, uh, we're going to hear a bit from him, just talking about that journey um, on his Instagram Fantastic. clip. But he's fucking back on the straight and narrow, <laughs> spreading the good word, well, let's fully hope he, in, fully out. Let's hope he's the next Australian Bachelor, mate, because that would be a fucking series I would watch. <laughs> well, I think he's actually... Oh, no, he's in a fucking happy relationship. Yeah, he's happily married with oh, children. Well, and, let's find some relationship... Uh, Fucking reality TV show we can chuck him on next. What about the absolutely entertaining? To I'd love them. to see him on the Contender Vaughn. That remember that old oh, boxing show? There's been some yes. South Sydney greats on there. Garth the Hoodwood uh, played a bit of football against there. Garth the Hood, very terrifying. But yeah, fucking, I'd love to see him on there. We know Kobe's got form. Took it to the Marrickville Mauler, mm. Jeff Fennick. Um, took it to an off-duty police officer in Hawaii. Um, <laughs> there, cut that. There's got to be a. There's got to be a. There's got to be a reality TV show we can get Coves on. There's got to be another one. Keep him on the screens. Keep him out there. What about the Australian? Uh, what is it called? The the fucking ultimate surfer. The judge of the ultimate surfer. Oh, oh, yes, oh. please. We'd love to see him feeding a bit of grit to the up and coming generation of surfers, wouldn't we? Wouldn't born? that be another like the, the Australian ultimate surfer? How just, good would that be? Just, you just give us the show, we'll take care of the rest. That's right. Ain't that swell, Ultimate Surfer, Smitty? Pre- Ain't that swell, presents Here we go. Ultimate Surfer, Kobe Alden, <laughs> head judge, head coach. Mate, you take the, the biggest bourgeois soft cock from Evoca Heights and by sheer osmosis, sitting in the same oh, room mate. as Kobe, he's going to have more grit than he was born We'll with. give you some challenges. We'll give you some fucking oh. reality TV if that's what you want. Mixing mud. On a concrete fucking site at fucking 10 a.m. on oh. a stinking hot Northern Rivers summer's day. Middle America won't know what he's it's Oh, mate. Let's have a listen. Hey, guys, it's Kobe here. Um, as I'm starting to become aware, I'm realising that a lot of people who follow me are actually like me. Um, sometimes we're heat-seeking missiles just searching for destruction. Sometimes we're just soul torturers. We love just torturing ourselves. Um, I've been through it a bit, get a bit of anxiety, get a bit of depression, even get miserable on good days. I've always tried to get some help and it never seemed to work. I never really believed in anyone talking to me. Uh, As of lately, the last five years, I've been doing um, breathing exercises. I started it off due to surfing, surfing big waves. I needed to get to be able to breathe better. I needed to be able to hold my breath for longer. So I searched uh, Wim Hof and found uh, the dopamine activation, breathing. What it does is you breathe into your body constantly, really fast for 10 minutes. You're breathing in oxygen really fast and it's flowing through your body. You know, it gets rid of all those bad energies, all the bad energies from everything that you're reading, seeing, you know, just bad shit that's happening all day. I find that the oxygen flows through your body and gives you a stillness of mind and soul and you know you just feel better about yourself. I've been doing this for a good couple of years. You know, uh, 
a lot. It has definitely saved my life and made me a better human. I literally feel more at ease after I do it. I can feel everything calm down. I'm telling you if, you, if you go through a bit of anxiety, if you go through some depression, try this out. No matter what, cannot lose. I'm up to the stage now where I can breathe and circulate the, the oxygen around my body to my areas of pain. Whether it be sore lower back pain, my bad hip, whatever it is. It's just, it works. I want you all to try this and have a good go at it. Uh, all the best and everything guys, I wish you all the best. Don't pay too much attention to everything that's going on. Get on with it. Enjoy your day. Some great words from Kobe there and uh, fucking epic, really. Or epic, epic in every, uh, you know, fucking every way. So massive Ready? over to the egos. Uh, massive under to the suburbanite slobs having a crack at it. Hey. Does surfing have a grumpy old man problem, Vaughn? Has, uh, oh, has core... When hasn't it had a problem? Mm, has when co- hasn't it, Smithy? Is it, is it going more that way? Is core becoming a synonym for jaded, whinging old wanker? Probably. Mm. I, I mean, uh, thought that... Uh, I mean, every beach has its grumpy old cunt. Mm. Every single one, mate. And, um, yeah, unfortunately... Uh, well, not unfortunately. They're just a part of the culture. Mm. Grumpy old surfers are a part of the culture. They're in every lineup. Uh, best day of the year, sitting out there whinging. Mm. Fucking best wave they've ever caught in their lives. Ah, someone was in the way. Mm. Like just nothing's good enough. Constantly complaining. Oh, mate. Fucking too crowded. No respect. Surfing sucks. Fucking boards of shit. Fucking surf pedangin' 86 of no one out. Fucking, yeah, fucking, 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 fucking. Mate, you'd think they'd be fucking digging trenches in Normandy the way they carry on. Oh, it's mate. a fucking sunny day at three foot fucking Crescent Head, Lennox Head, fucking wherever. Never and ends. You're blowing up, mate. It never yeah. ends. Uh, no, no one surfed with more power than MP. Mm. No one did verts better than Cole Smith. Mm. Fucking hell, mate. Fuck. Please. Jesus. Uh, I mean, yeah, full credit to those guys and the groundbreaking surfing they did at the time, but what? Mm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I actually had a, a quick chat to Tommy Carroll, the uh, the custodian, the uh, patron saint of contemporary surf culture, about this exact problem. And uh, this is what he had to say. I guess let's just start with um, a, a pretty common archetype in surfing. Uh, you know, you'll find him at most lineups. Probably, uh, probably an older bloke. Uh, you know. Whinging about crowds, lack of respect, um, might, might be women in the lineup, whatever. But have, have you ever <laughs> observed this character in your travels or surfing, hist- uh, time surfing? So much so that I'll do anything in my life to avoid it. <laughs> within myself, you know? So, um, because they're, they're just there. It's quite a common experience globally. It's not a not particularly an Australian thing, it's not particularly an American thing, it's not particularly generally in older surfing populations, obviously older, but I think it's common experience for men as we get older um, to to get caught in that kind of negative repetitive thinking. So you think you're, you know, this is more oh, mate, you know, like, <laughs> and then you gather yourself around with a bunch of mates that do the same thing it kind of gets the momentum up it, we're always in change there's there's nothing more 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 um apparent than constant change in this in this in this realm like it's just constant change there's no 
Man, Evergreen Park is going to stay the same. Thank God. <laughs> Fuck. Totally, totally. <laughs> but um, and you yeah, have to man. you have to you have to figure out a way to to make your brain malleable enough to be able to accept that change. Um, and I guess the irony is, you know, the older generation had the best of everything. You know, waves were relatively uncrowded. Um, uh, you know, you guys, I guess, experienced global surf travel in its infancy. Um, oh, man, you know, old, oh, cheap oh, coastal oh. real estate. You know, shouldn't I guess the, the older generation should be celebrating, if anything. But oh, um, I totally, I'm just so when I, in the situation, current situation, my kids are in. I just go. This is we lived in uh, a bright flash, and the, the situation my father was in, my grandfather was in. First World War, Second World War, like, I just look at it, we just had this flash of beauty, beauty, you know, of ability to live in freedom. Um, and, um, and, and really amazing times for surfing because, yeah, I just trip out sometimes. Like, I thought I actually start on a single pin and then I went through the whole thing, the experience, the direct experience of watching surfing develop through, you know, the full blast of people like Kelly Slater, you know, from Michael Peterson to Kelly Slater to watching what's happening now with Italo and all the crew. It's like, it's like just gold. It's just, just amazing. It's just amazing. <laughs> it's just, amazing. I'm, it's amazing. I'm tripping out. I just, I love it. It's so you know, wild. It's, yeah. When you put it like yeah. that, man, like the, it's like surfing has come so far. It's like quantum leaps. It's like feels yeah. almost unrecognizable between what Italo's doing now and and you know single fins is like. It seems yeah, like a hundred years we'll, ago. We'll barely get out and down the waves, like, <laughs> barely. And the way we're surfing was so crude and raw, and what was going on on shore was very crude and raw. So. Mm. Um, the articulation and the sophistication of the evolutionary process is just stunning, uh, and it, and we've been on fire. <laughs> mm. And I, I um, but I love, uh, you know, I love the, I'm, I'm just love the fact that, you know, we can actually chat about it like from this angle, and actually see it, because if we can't see it, we're kind of in it, we kind of caught. So, yeah, totally. the, the cranky old man thing is something I've been observing for a while now, and something I really, I, um, and I've read about how the brain, uh, the male particularly, and there was women, the female brain, actually gets a reward about talking about how they're feeling. Hmm. Um, yeah, they get a reward of feel good. Um, uh, hormones and um, oxytocin, so they get a little word of that. I'm just talking about how they feel. Men don't get that; it's not a part of their makeup. So even down the track, we may, depending on how we are, we may start to feel that as we get older. The older male, male brain, if it's well kept, but. Um, and we're more able to be uh, have the grace of not such a powerful testosterone influence. Hmm. So, and that powerful testosterone influence is 
all about kind of confrontation, uh, anger, competition, you know, and sex. <laughs> hmm. So he's got this drive. I don't think a lot of that stuff leaves us. But, but it won't be so if we, we go gracefully off the other back, off the back side of that testosterone influence. Mm. And it's just like um, quite a big deal, a lot more than women. They've got about a tenth the amount. And so, but women have this other little influence. Um, and I wouldn't say little because it's already it's a big one because they naturally want to talk about how they're feeling, but they feel good from it. We don't get that. So the, hence... What are you? What are you talking about? How you're feeling for? <laughs> like, mm. uh, so, and that is tricky for us to start to do it. That's and, interesting. And, but, but it is, but it is relieving when we start to verbalise and recognise and verbalise and see where we're at. Sometimes it's shocking, but um, for the male brain, particularly, we. You know, I'm not a neurologist. I'm not a neuroscientist. But this is just stuff that I've read, and it makes a lot of sense mm. on observation of us, uh, or the older surfers that I've dealt with. Um, because I always looked up the men about ten years older than me uh, in the surf in surfing. I was somehow gravitated towards that. Mm. Um, Quite common, yeah. And I watch that. I go, oh, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, not everyone's like that, but that you can fall into that sort of uh, another addiction is negative repetitive thinking, so we get caught in that and it seems to support something. Hmm. So we tend to do that. And if you want to hear more from TC on the art of ageing gracefully, you can check out Smivy's full story on Stab Premium right now. Go check it out. <laughs> Listening to that, it just makes me think of some of the guests we've had on the show. Terry Richo, mm. Chris Brock. Mm. Fucking guys who are in love with surfing as much now as the day they started. Pagey, mm. the fucking spirit shaman of all Swellians. Like, these guys, mate, they're walking around without a fucking negative bone in their body. That's right. Well, I think Richo probably holds on to a few fucking barbs here and there and it got the, gets the elbow out of him time to time. But yeah, why he geez, we've had uh, geez, we've had some good... Mm. Good fucking uh, examples of how to grow old gracefully with surfing. That's right. Don't lose the stoke. Oh, mate, nothing will uh, give you a bit of gratitude for surfing, like being 100 metres deep in a coal mine like mm. Terry Richo is on the, the daily. Uh, you know, I hear whenever he does have one of those little kind of PTSD flashbacks of a young Martin Potter paddling rings around him, he just starts <laughs> elbowing coal out of the coal face. <laughs> Just sees the back of Potts's head in the wall and just starts going, zah, zah, zah. Oh, man. But, but yeah, I, well, it's, it's a good point what you say, Vaughn. Mm. Just there, there is this kind of massive schism between those kind of jaded old wankers and the not jaded old wankers. Because really, you've got two choices in your surfing life. You want to be a jaded old crank, you're voting for fucking. Uh, mental illness and, uh, you know, as the Dalai Lama says, poor mental hygiene. Mm. Um, and if you want to go the other way, you're, you're voting for fucking happiness, respect, dignity, um, and, you know, grommets and a community, they're going to love you. And, yeah, like no one really – grumpy old wankers are tolerated at best. Uh, well, most people will – uh, humour their fucking complaining and then just roll their eyes or shake their head or walk away. And every now and, every now and again, 
My favourite thing is when, when uh, you know, you're in a lineup full of locals and the grumpy old locals is having a, a fucking whinge and one of the uh, other alpha males in the lineups just says, shut the fuck up, would you? Shut your whinging old negative sour pie hole, you fuckwit. You reckon the server, you know when that when those days happen? Mm. And man, <clears throat> the grumpy old local disappears for them, from the lineup for a fair while after that. Yeah. I've seen it happen a few times. Well, the, the grumpy old local exists... Basically, by poisoning the mind of grumpy young locals, mm. and so they kind of they they try and pull this like up and coming alpha male into their orbit and start That's poisoning right. their mind with negativity. Oh, these waves are yours. Look at these. Look at these blow-ins. No respect. Yep. Fucking surfing. It's going down this shit. It's too crowded. Yeah. So they just poison this young grom's mind with mental illness, with negativity, uh, with anger, with. The stress hormone cortisol, trying to send them down this chute of you constant. You let that cunt up the inside, are you? Mm. You're gonna let that cunt do that, and then there's a pressure on the young fella to fucking react to that. Mm, exactly, and I was one of them. Ironically, fuck as a kid, yeah, I fully got poisoned by that mentality. End up fucking losing skin and getting swollen knuckles on the beach there at Bondi World Famous, mm-hmm. fucking punching on like an idiot. Uh, and it's taken me years to grow out of it. So I uh, don't recommend it. Don't no. recommend it being a a grumpy old man or a grumpy young man. Both conditions are a recipe for mental Agreed. illness. Agreed. And um, take a leaf out of the Brocky, Pagey, Tom Carroll. Fuck, there's just a, there's an army. Albie Fowles on. Gerlach. Fucking, mate. There's millions of them. The elders. They're just fucking champions. The real core lords. Stoke out. Camel. Oh. Fucking happy. Brett Herring. Shane Herring. I mean, well, Shane's not really surfing anymore, but... Richard Cram. Cram. Crammy, mate. He's, got a, he's built his own army of Stoke. Mm. He's got fucking five boys out there fucking shredding. Mm. Yep. Oh, yep. big props, too, to uh, Bowie Cram mm. getting the cover of... No, Lockie Rombouts, mm. the, uh, the South Coast core lord charger there, got, got the uh, cover, but there's a beautiful uh, no. Bowie, Bowie Cram story in that issue of Surf World. Yeah, you all, Cram, he didn't get the cover, but he did score a spread in there alongside Smithy holding a three-paper in front of his panel man. Is that your I mean, story? New Surf World? <laughs> no, nah, it isn't. I mean, what would you rather want? A fucking cover at fucking some mutant giant slab or standing next to being, you know, shrouded in the glory of the two-time gold cone <laughs> piece award winner in front of a heritage listed oh, vehicle. I love it. Which would you rather be honest nah, for? to know, it's, oh, 100% standing with the smith arm in arm, pushing it up for the grit. Ah, massive under to grumpy old pricks. Um, now, rest in peace, <laughs> Dean Cook Vaughan. Um, an iconic Bondi surfing clan down there. The Cook brothers are, yeah. Cookie Dean was a, an iconic surfer himself, winner of countless amateur, amateur titles, sponsored by Quicksilver. But more importantly, an absolute dawn of degeneracy and skullduggery, a much-loved figure, uh, along with the rest of the Cook clan, part of that kind of ITN lineage, mm-hmm. Shane Haran, the Weber brothers, Richard Cram, and Vaughn, his legacy lives on in the shenanigans of this program. Um, so, yeah, this is what, uh, you know, died of lung cancer, passed on, I should say. And, um, yeah, this is what Scum Valley icon Monty Weber had to say uh, in his ripper of an obituary on Surfline. Cookie surfed and skated like he lived, fast and loose. He was often the best surfer in the water at Bondi at a time when the beach was producing champions like Shane Haran and Richard Cram. Dean Cook was the fastest surfer I ever saw ride a wave. He was capable of generating speed from seemingly nowhere. 
As soon as he got to his feet, his first order of business was to get as much speed as possible. What he did with that speed was phenomenal. He was the first person I saw do a forehand 360, a backhand 360, and an aerial when all three maneuvers were still considered improbable. When a skate ramp appeared at South Bondi, Cookie was one of the first to get air. But uh, this is the passage I particularly mm. like, Vaughan. Hit me. One day in 1985, while we were living together in the Britannic mansions on the beachfront in Bondi, I packed hash cones for him in the sunroom between heats while he went on, while he went on to beat George Wales, David Gingell, Spot Anderson, Matthew Elks and Stephen Potter to take first place in an ITN club contest. It was the same era, if not the same year, that ITN won the National Surf League, an iconic victory at a beach full of colourful characters, Cookie was the court jester. He was outrageously he wore outrageously colourful wetsuits and dressed to kill when required. He was capable of mixing with people from every socio-economic class in Australia. One time Ginge, that's uh, David Gingell, the uh, Channel 9 CEO, I think uh, he is, and former ITN club president. Uh, Ginge invited me and Cookie to one of James Packer's opulent birthday parties at Palm Beach. Cookie and I drank. Triple Jack Dan Dan. (laughs) Cookie and I, I love this image. Cookie and I drank triple Jack Daniels and Coke, and I witnessed him eloquently educate Sydney's glitterati on objects, on subjects ranging from jazz music and European films to avant garde art. (laughs) (laughs) Scum Valley's finest indeed. RIP. RIP, what an icon. Classic. Massive over to the legacy of Dean Cook, living large in the degeneracy of shenanigans and, uh, you know, inter-class conversations uh, going down here. Well, ain't that swell? Social mobility, underrated, Vaughn. It's a rarity in this day and age and becoming increasingly rarer, but uh, I think Scum Valley has the mortgage on it. A beautiful tribute there, Smith. R.I.P. The Cookie. Ask us a question, we'll tell you no lie. We've uh, opened up the channels for Swellians to pump their businesses uh, on our program now because we do have pre-rolls occasionally and uh, etc. But what about those sneaky, fucking oily, greasy lizard fucks who uh, nabbed their way onto one of our pre-rolls recently? Oh, petrochemical corporate capitalist swine. Ampole. Don't know how that happened. Bit of a slip up at the back end there. Uh, we apologise profusely for screening the dead air of a dead industry. Mm. And uh, if they are listening, uh, I'd just like to uh, just let you know that you can suck Smithy's socialist working class schmeggy fucking cock. <laughs> you corporate capitalist reptiles. No love here. Tell your story, walking. Yeah. You're a fucking dog. Nah, big shout out to the uh, Swillians who, who picked that out and let us know because, uh, fuck, it's, it's hard going when you, when you record this FO to listen back to them, Smith. <laughs> it's one thing to be recording them. It's another thing to listen to them. So, uh, yeah, thanks for that. And, uh, and fuck yourselves. First uh, question here is from Taram Repicholi. 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 Arriba. Just wants to know, would you guys consider doing a full core lord ain't that swell comp? Mm. Good question. Could be a tradi- uh, could be a traditional surf off, or even just people sending clips from different region. Uh, winner gets to be immortalised in cones, and winners 
piss draped in Ain't That Swell merched, followed by a pint and a palmy. Fuck! That's about as core as it gets. Holy shit. I love the idea of that. Yeah, Yeah. uh, actually, we've got, coming up very, very soon, our um, very first ever Swellian Awards Mm -hmm. Golden Cone Piece is getting sent out, so stay tuned for that one. That's going to be huge, but an actual event, Smith. I love it. I love the idea of a special event, the Ain't That Swell Super Challenge, uh, a la the Billabong Super Challenge, Mm. which is one of my favourite film concepts uh, that's ever existed. Oh, dust it off. Blow the dust off that fucking... That format. Let's bring it back. Agreed. Let's get some core lords in conequential waves or quality waves. Mm. Anything with a bit of character so I can add some alliteration. Mm. Um, but yeah, oh, fuck, I'd love to uh, love to see it. I mean, what would we run? Well, with? straight a winkle comp straight. Like, it's, a, it's a tag team, right? And uh, with different sort of different zones for different elements. Different legs of the race, I'll, if you want. I'd love to see like a, a kind of power hacking uh, core lord challenge. Oh. Mm, yeah. Who else can... You Mikey know, Wright, of course. Mikey Wright. I, I guess they've kind of got the same vintage, don't they, to make it a fair... Like, an Oki, Koi, no. Egan, and just put them on uh, a wave that's just a horseshoe. Just you get one or two cracks at it, and you just fucking tear the bejesus out yeah. of it. Uh, a certain right-hand break wall uh, I can think of springs to mind. Just a, a horseshoeing fucking mm-hmm. section to just see the creme de la creme of meat hacks. Um, immortal Conequence challenge at you know one of those kind of slabs like you know the ones that are on the map that are blowing out maybe Voodoo or mm. Shark Island get some of those cool lords Terrify Jezza Herback oh mate uh, Brad Mannion I don't know if he's still doing it uh, but yeah, yeah. fucking just yeah, it'd have to be a tour too we couldn't just just uh, re- you know relegate it to the east coast we'd have to to, mm. to take it uh, around the country because uh, Box lords. core lords don't tend to you know uh, I mean I mean they do travel. But they're not going to make it known that they're travelling. You know what I mean? They'll keep a pretty low profile. So turning up to an event, I think we've got to take it to them, mm. Smith. Yeah. Feeling no, it? Good idea. question. Fantastic. Pretty pissed week if you ask got me. one here from uh, Josh Windsor. Uh, he goes, would it be possible to get your live show guests in a room for some for some pre-150 beers, two pingers, and one solid gator tail of booger sugar? Uh, questions. So I, I guess he, he wants a, a kind of... Preamble to the Swellian show. Uh, the reason being, nothing worse than frothing to hear cunts talk that you've been looking up to your whole life just to hear the aftermath of the above-mentioned cocktail. Everyone loves a mad cunt on the piss, but if you're not there and on the same plane, boy, oh boy, it's hard to cop sometimes. <laughs> just a thought. Up the fucking Swellians. Uh, point taken. Mm. Uh, look, we have limited control over zero what, is how I'd describe mm, it. That's right. Over what our guests uh, choose to ingest in the lead up to an ain't that swell live show. Um, it's a difficult one to manage, especially given the appetites of uh, some of these surfers, particularly from the kind of uh, late '80s, early '90s uh, epoch. I think we've learned a couple of lessons, though, Smithy. I think what's going to happen is we're going to turn the the evening shows into full blown spectacles. Like they're going to be, uh, you know, with this next tour that's coming up, it, it's going to be more than just the combo. It's going to be a fucking night you'll never forget. Oh, oh, Put it that way. Oh, Put yeah. the acid beneath the eyelids. Get ready. Yeah, I'll get ready. It, it won't just swelling. It won't experience. end when the when the guests stop talking. It'll it'll go into a, a full blown trance off. Mm. Uh, you know, Dion will be there with his mm-hmm. beanie on and his shirt off, just fucking dropping those fucking <laughs> red bricks like you can't believe. Uh, I think that 
And then w- what we're going to do is for the, for the true, you know, uh, ain't that swell absorbers, the sponges, we're going to do afternoon tours, mm. just strictly afternoon, deep conversation where, you know, the, uh, the extracurricular activities, if that's what you want to call them, don't affect the, uh, the, the flow of the conversation mm. so much. So we've learned our lesson, but a, a really good point. And, mm. It's a social. Okay, I mean, look, it's, a, it's a social it's a, experiment. We don't know what's going on. No. Smithy, fuck, I can't Some control him. We're, we're fucking shamozzle. doing our best to manage it. That's right. Get back on protection, you mart. So this one is from uh, Andrew Average, who uh, chips in a lot, believe it or not. Been seeing some drama with the double qualifiers to the tour. What if the guys and girls that double qualify got to choose anyone to take their place? They could hook up their mates or teammates and some under 12. That won't cause them any problems throughout the year. Oh, mm, savvy. savvy. So you could almost like pick people who you know you're going to flog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not bad, Andrew. Um, yeah, Not I mean, it, it's, as, it's as legit a format or picking selection as fucking saying that someone's marketable, isn't it? 100%. Yeah, right on the cusp of arbitrary, immeasurable nonsense. Just put a fucking bunch of pro servers' names in a, in a giant hat. Mm. Draw them out, mate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that there's... There's uh there's a system that needs to be improved upon there with the the wild card selection, but I mean man, I've said it for years, maybe if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna sort of dance in that realm, and I don't know why they haven't just ripped the band aid off and just fucking gone. Look, we'll just pick whoever we want. That's literally what they should do if they're gonna try and massage a reason into mm, it. Mm. But man, just say fucking all right, we're gonna give Bethany Hamilton a shot because fucking the QS. He's sitting there and, yeah, you know, fucking whatever. But, like, who doesn't want to see her surf a heat? And just watch how many people complain about it. Not one surfer alive would complain. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if, if that's your reasoning, just say, oi, we'll pick who we want. And that's what they should fucking call it, Smith. Totally. Oi, we'll pick who we want. <laughs> Wild card at the end of the year. Dog. Oh, sorry. Got a question here from an old school classic. Yes, in Gaggy. Oh, Gaggy! He's uh, recently relocated to the land of the Long White Cloud. Oh, we've been, uh, we've, we've had a few from him from over there, but yep, good yep. to see he's keeping in touch. Mm. Uh, Ex North Coast Core Lord. His question is very New Zealand centric, and it's uh, it's a bit out of left field. But is Jacinta Ardern, the New Zealand Prime Minister, the first ever pilf? And I think that's a uh, politician I'd like to fuck. Um, <laughs> And, I mean, well, Gaggy's happily married with children, so let's not even uh, entertain the thought of him tapping in. He's been stuck in New Zealand too long. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. Clearly. uh, Nothing but his wife and a bunch of sheep to ogle. But, uh, look, I'll say this. If she gets the universal basic income legalised, along with MDMA uh, trauma therapy, which is two of the things that this great socialist has got on the cusp. Mm. I will fucking scoff that corn platinum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Does that answer your question? There's an uh, image. I'd like to throw uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, Cortez, another fucking old school Puerto Rican. American socialist uh, into that category. Mm. Fuck, it's wild, isn't it? I feel like all the uh, all the commies are really hot for some reason, and all the capitalists <laughs> are just fat, fucking toad-necked, filthy <laughs> pigs. Uh, oh, I guess the stereotype lives large. Gina Ryan fart. 
That's a, oh. that's, a, that's a corn I wouldn't be touching oh. with a 10 foot pole I just can't get the idea of your fucking afro sticking out from behind A couple of fucking pearly white cheeks over there in the land Pearly of the white, gritty cheeks Alright, so uh, Tom Kennedy has asked a question here, Smith uh, He's got two here, it's an old one that I've missed out on But uh, he says it's rhetorical, but I'll ask anyway um, What's the Swillian's favourite ice cream? A bleached Cornetto? Nah, well punned Well played uh, but we've got one here as well uh, from Tommy, and he says, do you think the whole tree-hugging element of surf culture is hi- hypocritical given the waste and emissions created by surfboard production and surf travel? You've just touched on this recently in a, a story for Stab Premium, Smith, the mm. uh, built-to-disintegrate surfboard manufacturing Planned process. obsolescence. Mm. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot over the years. Started with, um, I believe it started with something like the Big Pen, didn't it? Or... or um, the big razor, the the first uh, planned obsolescence, the light bulb, the light bulb, mm. where they they knew that the they could Phoebus, build them to last. The forever. Phoebus cartel, it's actually fucking terrifying. Mm. The uh, short history of it is, uh, I think it was uh, what are they called, like Osram, Philips Electric, like all the huge captains of industry back yeah. in the day. They were making light bulbs and they were lasting forever. And they're like, oh fuck this, this is uh, this is not going to be good for business. So they all came together as part of the Phoebus cartel and uh, made sure they wouldn't last over a thousand hours. Um, and since then, you can barely name a product on the market mm. that isn't built to fail. Fuck. Mm. They've all got like uh, planned obsolescence uh, wired into them, particularly electrical appliances, cars. Um, you know, it's basically the foundation of modern consumerism and materialism. Um, great for the bottom line, not so good for a planet that has a finite amount no. of resources. Uh, and yeah, I guess the question was has surfing lapsed into this? corporate capitalist nihilistic fucking toxic swamp of horse shit and the question is yes and no mm. uh, generally like surfboards are made to an industry standard uh, i think it's like uh, uh four ounce glass job top and bottom um well fuck it. i've got to say man sorry I, I have not snapped a board for a long long time and i've got boards that have like you know i've had a couple of new boards recently that are uh, pretty high performance shorties and uh, one of them uh, the Luke Short one I was telling you about, uh, it's fucking been through the ringer already. Mm. It's going strong, mate. Well, I think like more, it's more to the point of like you vote with your dollar in capitalism. Every dollar is a vote. Um, so consumers, if you're buying a board off the rack with that industry standard glass job, uh, you, you're basically voting for high performance capabilities over durability. If you mm. want something more durable, just ring your shaper up and order a custom. Yeah. It's pretty simple. So, yeah, um, yeah that but basically think, skirts the problem immediately. And that uh, brings us to uh, a nice little introduction to a shaper who's going to be the official shaper of the Swellians for the next 12 months, I believe, Smivy. Correct, Amundo, Alex Cruz, a.k.a. Aldo Cruz, a.k.a. Axod Surfboards, um, you know, the brother of former world tour surfer Mitch Cruz, the son of a concreter from Jeringong, mm. blue collar grit all through his cheeks. He is uh, an icon. He's got a bunch of fucking lunatic, uh, local, high performance, up and coming talents mm. on his brand. Scored uh, the uh, cover of the Tracks Magazine 50 year anniversary issue with Fano on one of his sleds, I believe. What? Yeah, mate. Wow. Mm. Uh, Toby, uh, what's the Toby Mossop? 
Uh, I think Liam O'Brien might be another. Really? On his uh, on his crafts, don't quote me on that. But yeah, Toby definitely. You know, yeah, so these are guys who are just fucking flaring, like mm. the next generation of Gold Coast burly superbank talent. And mate, and his brother Mitch. Just obviously. to uh, to launch this fucking uh, partnership, we're actually going to give away. And ask God to uh, anyone who's bought something on the swellians.com new merch site uh, during the month of October. So anyone who has bought something or have you yet to buy it uh, and the first two weeks of November as well. So everyone's going to go in the drawer if you've bought a T.O. or a sticker or uh, we've got some new merch coming as well. Keep an eye out for it. You go into the drawer, you could be winning a brand new... Axon Surfboard by Alex Cruz. You bloody little ripper. Nah, nah. Hey. Pretty pissed week if you ask me. Max Dangerfield. Tell you what, these were WCL wildcards is a hot topic, isn't it? If the wildcards weren't, weren't being based on marketability and rankings, a.k.a. the rankings of fucking God knows what, mm. who would you pick? To get a wild card right now. Any surf in the world, who would you be shoving into one of those wild card ticket holders? Whoa. One of those golden tickets to the fucking champion circuit. What's it called? Championship tour. Mm. I'd love to see someone like Noah Dean, see him in that competitive format, see what they can do. You kind of, you know, free surfing is not a great metric of real time ability. Uh, but, you know, all of these guys, Ando, Noah, uh, Fucking you know, Creed, they all competed so much growing up. Mm. So they know they know their way around a heat format. Um and fuck man, like almost any wave on tour, I could see him do an incredible damage at if you can put to put it together in a you know, thirty minute window. Um any like fuck, he's got the whole gamut of tricks. I surfed uh the break wall around here with him recently and it's fucking wild, mate. Like just on a three foot ramp. The amount of loft he can get is bizarre. Like it's probably not the technical spinning variety of uh, mm. the likes of Italo and that, but for sheer magnitude, the punt. Fuck, there's no one in the world who can uh, get that kind of loft. Nah, I'm, nor I'm, pack a fucking mortal cone. The guy's an incredible tube rider, incredible aerialist. Whether he can kind of grind out, uh, you know, scores with his turn game, I'm, I'm sure he could. Mm. Mm. I think I'd like to see Bugs back on tour, mate. Just give Rabbit a wild card. Just Why get him not? out there for the vibes. For sure. Bugs for PM. Fuck, he still rips the bugs. Hope you get the lot, you dog. Uh, quick quick one from here from uh, Froggington Fogsworth. Uh, <laughs> yes. Froggo, uh, you fucking mad dog. Fucking on you, Foggy Froggo. He asks, who is Australia's greatest amateur surfer? And I love this question because it really... Kind of brings home a concept that I think fell by the wayside ahead of time, uh, which is the amateur titles. Mm. Uh, and we just mentioned a, a great one of, one of the all-time kind of great '80s amateur uh, surfers in Dean Cook. But it would be great to see a, a contest, kind of like in your similar to your Golden Gloves, I guess, in New York City, uh, that iconic boxing tournament, uh, where you've just got the blue-collar battlers battling it out uh, against each other, against your kind of elite sports people. You've caught, you do have that in, in various the, rungs. The Australian border riders battle mm. is literally the best example of that. Because it's, it's, it, it's a team's challenge, though. I, I just think, like, it'd be sick to see yeah. you like, just fucking a, a contest just to take it into that realm mm. where it was just... 
blue collar people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and and maybe like, yeah, your best kind of fucking amateur, your mm. best unspawner dude in quality waves though. Cause I generally like, you know, an, an open beach break at, at Newcastle. It, it can be good. can be fucking yeah, horrendous. Yeah, man. I mean, far out. It's, it's, it just happens every so often that, you know, you, you, uh, Bruno Santos gets chucked into a CT and wins it. Uh, mm. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? To think that you get a, a guy who is the best uh, at a particular break or in a, a certain type of conditions and he can match it with anyone in the world. That's a phenomenal thing to think about, eh? Mm. Oh, oh, totally. And, you know, it just jogged my memory. Australia's greatest amateur surfer, in my opinion, is Talia Redguard right mm. now. She is packing the filthiest fucking cones yeah. on planet Earth when it comes to women. No one is packing media fucking slabs than her. She's largely unheralded and unheard of. Uh, but I was chatting her on the phone the other day and she's you know, talking about uh, asking me how uh, she'd go about getting a, a wild card, say into Chopes or G-Land or something like that. And I, I didn't have an answer for her. I mean, it, it's difficult. Like, it, but it, there is that kind of arbitrary nature to it. But throwing someone like her uh, into an event like that would wow. just be an incredible experiment. Um, that would be amazing. Well, let's, let's fucking start it up. Let's start it up. Talia for Chopes. 100%. Hashtag Talia for Chopes. Um, Let's do it. Fuck, she's the Tales most... Tales for Chopes. Hey. Hey? She's the most iconic Australian surfer I can think of. You know, just fucking like skits. You can read the profile in the current surfing right, world. Well, let's get a fucking yeah. Sorry, new that surfing I, world that I've written. Um, she's the life partner of Mick Campbell, probably the corest core lord that's ever rinsed corn uh, on this core molten lava rock that we live on. But yeah, fuck, mate, Talia fishes like like catches spears and catches fucking giant mulloway. How good would that be? Just in between heats, just cones. doing a bit of deep deep diving and coming up with a giant fucking cod on the end of the, on the spear. Seriously, you think Mikey Wright, you know, flicking for flatty off the, the breakwater <laughs> straddy something. Wait till you see a woman crawling up the rocks with a fucking a dew as long as her body <laughs> and just fucking get, ripping its gills out in the breakwater and just jumping off the other side straight into a Mondo cone. Oh, I love it. Wah. I love it. Yeah, well, uh, I reckon we'll get tails on for our core lords real soon, eh? Yeah, let's start this. Mix. Let's start this momentum. Let's start this push to get tails into chopes. I love it. <laughs> comment here from Sheldon Steels. Um, looks like a first ever comment from Sheldo. So uh, thanks for joining us, mate. Uh, fuck boys, you were spot on about the last ten minutes of the Bondi app. I remember the old Sarge's scrapbook vids of Gur, Box, and Schmoo cutting sick and partying. When we lost Schmoo, it cut me so deep. For a guy I'd never met, but a generation and a lifestyle that I'd always looked up to. Having had some mental health challenges of my own for five years or so, to hear the immediate clarity and strength in Box when he said that he got help and to ask for help. Full goosebump moment from a guy who had earlier walked off stage, but had the strength to come back. Fucking epic and put a big fucking spring in my step. Thanks to you for being so honest in the intro as well. Mm. Man, I remember that night feeling like the wheels had come off at different times. Like mm. I was just going, fuck, what is going on here? And um, especially when, when Box walked off, I was really freaking. I was going, man, have we kind of like introduced uh, an energy that he wasn't quite ready for in the wake of, you know, losing a good mate and, and, and being through a bit of a rough time. And fuck, when he got back on and he started sort of like just being so open, I mean, it was small, 
but it was it was real. Mate, and that that was my favorite moment of the night. Totally. And that show was kind of a metaphor for his life. Like, um, you know, Box has been on rock bottom so many times, mm. and he still picks himself back up, and uh, you know, keeps going. So that's remarkable. Like he, he fucking tapped out of the show at a certain point, just couldn't handle it. And it's not uncommon, mate. It's fucking terrifying being oh, up there in front of 200 hectic. people. Like public speaking, Mark Matthews says it, it's more scary than taking off on a 50-footer at mm. cho- uh, fucking Jaws. Um, so like it's kind of gnarly. Like it's always in the back of my mind, just kind of towing like these legends into a scenario that they're just not cut out for. Like heaps of crew have fucking wigged out up there. Richard Cram, he was fucking probably the most nervous guy I've ever seen. <laughs> and he just gutsed it out, got up there and just shook the nerves off by just screaming up the fucking swellings. Got himself in the moment, just kind of like getting your hands on the ball and taking the first hit up of the game, just get crushed or, you know, go on the first set of the day, just yeah. get flogged and just yeah. get, get your fucking feet in the wax, get into it. Um, oh, it's hectic, isn't it? Like, you and I have been doing it for a long time now and and if you even just make one gag that doesn't fly, like it doesn't, it doesn't hit the room or hit the right note, you, you can fucking just withdraw into a, a full abyss instantly. It's like the ground gets ripped out from under you and you've got to somehow find a way to, to recover and get back into the flow of things, mm. you know? It's like, it is not easy. No. And I'll say this about mental health because, I, I, you know, it's, I know it's a, uh, a topic we talk about a fair bit. I just think the way that it's, it's portrayed uh, in the media by all these fucking bourgeois government agencies, you know, with all their fucking mental health initiatives and whatnot, like, they come up with these stats. I don't know where they get these stats from. One in three people will suffer from anxiety mm. in their life. Fucking every cunt suffers from anxiety yeah. every fucking day of their lives. Like, that's the reality. It's a natural human emotion that's been wired into us for a gazillion years. Yeah. Back from our fucking, you know, paleolithic days when we were scared of getting eaten by something in our sleep. Mm. Like when we wake up, we get a huge shot of cortisol, the stress hormone, which is essentially just wiring, ancient wiring that's like, oh, I'm awake. I'm in my cave. I mean, I don't have a lizard feasting on my face. Like, oh, you do though, mate. The <laughs> air pole had got fucking run. You got lizards everywhere, swimming, running your life. I'm in a snake pit. So like, just just be ready for that. Anxiety yeah. and depression are coming for everyone. Yeah. And it's about your ability to, to handle those those emotions. And the way you handle, handle them is every ancient culture will tell you is uh you know through community through meditation through breath work through exercise through eating healthy if you want to just fucking run from it with drugs and alcohol and that party boy lifestyle um and anger and jadedness which was you know the fucking bread and butter of that 80s and Mm. 90s pro tour mate you're gonna end up in a fucking absolute mire of torment so like and, and these guys are learning that and they're you know they're like Tom Carroll, he'll talk uh, ad nauseum about what it's like. He, no one went off the deep end harder mm. than him. Uh, and look at him now. He's the fucking the, the patron, patron oh, saint of surf look culture. At, look at the, uh, the happiest guys right now who survived that time are guys who are basically living the cleanest life they can live. They're living the complete contrast to what they were living in those yeah. days. And they'll tell you, it's a fucking trap. Robbie Page, classic example, fucking sniffed his way through who knows how much fucking blow and mm. destroyed his business, destroyed his relationships. Uh, Oki, another example. Um, you know, they, like this archetype, the fucked up thing is that the surf media kind of celebrates that archetype and I think it's contributed a lot to this kind of grumpy old man core in inverted commas mentality the the fucking real felt 
reality and consequences of that lifestyle is is miserable. Mm. It's fucking mental illness. It's nah. failed relationships. Well, that, that, it's children that hate you. It's just yeah. fucking like it's 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 a bad juju, bad karma, man. Oh man, yeah. Look, I was I was heavily influenced by it. Uh, it did happen though. It, it happened. It was a, it was a massive generation of fucking ripping in that has uh, tales of incredible survival and tales of uh, you know just untold tragedy, but. Um, you know, you look back on those times and the fucking amount of crazy ass shit that happened is just, it has to be, it has to be touched on. You have oh, to, we have to you talk have to about it. It's hilarious. It. You, it's you just don't want to be that outrageous. guy. Uh, yeah. And then, and then what lessons have come out of that is, is absolute pure gold, man. That's why a night like that Bondi night. Uh, at times it can feel like, yeah, you're going off rails, but that's because you're reliving that. Going journeys. off the rails full. <laughs> It's because you're reliving those journeys. It's because your fucking body, like my armpits were smelling like diesel after those fucking uh, public enemy stories. I'm not even joking. (laughs) And I'll tell you, like, it was such a classical fork in the road, such a classical metaphor. Like you had Brad Gerlach, a guy who lived that lifestyle right alongside Schmoo and Box. And he, you know, suffered depression. He, He tapped out of the career uh, the world tour career at 27 immediately disappeared into an abyss of mental torment. Took mm. him years to recover, um, and he's since then kind of like he's on the Tom Carroll on the uh, Pagey kind of trajectory. And then you had Box who who kept living that lifestyle a lot longer uh, than he should have. And you know the the long the the more time you spend living that lifestyle, mm. the longer the hill is to climb to get out of it. 100. Um, there's something else I was going to say, but it's gone. Pretty piss weak if you ask me. Culture is a reaction to what came before. Mm. And what I'm seeing today in the surfing community is fucking remarkable, man. It's kind of a miracle what's happening. Mm. And what it is, I was chatting to some mates uh, last night, you know, all young surfers, blue collar, you know, plumbers, um, fucking landscapers, guys who rip. And uh, they're rejecting that lifestyle wholeheartedly. They're fucking rejecting... Um, the, the coked up fucking mania, the, the jaded core lord. You're seeing it everywhere. The generation beneath me is now kind of embracing this like compassionate uh, working class looking after the battler mentality. Like these guys are all collectivizing to to um you know form a, a disability support group uh, mm. where they're taking they're taking um you know disabled people to doofs and festivals and chaperoning them around um, the world, like kind of breaking down those barriers. They're part of the Healthy Minds Club, which is a, a Northern Rivers collective oh, of, of, of young people who are like, you know, integrating surfing, meditation, breathing. Like there's this huge fucking knee jerk to that nihilistic, coked up corporate capitalist horseshit, uh, which just ends in fucking mental illness uh, and mental like, like fucking uh, pharmaceutical addiction and mm. usage rates that are off the charts, mate. Yeah. America and Australia, two of the wealthiest, most decadent countries on earth, are the most fucking literally miserable people on earth. <laughs> like where we, no one consumes more antidepressants and pharmaceuticals than either country. Um, and there's just this kind of this grand awakening, this shifting consciousness when it comes to what that lifestyle actually gives you in the end, uh, which is fuck all. gives mm. you nothing. gives you just fucking moorishness. Like there's never no uh, contentment, no happy families. It's just trying to fuck your way through high-class prostitutes and sniff your way through mounds of cocaine. It's a <laughs> dismal existence. Fun at the time, but dismal after. Dog. Oh, sorry. Here's a really interesting one. This is a little change of pace. This is, I think it's from either Dunny Matt Jr. or Matt Dunny Jr. 
Sex wax scented Johnny's, yay or nay? Johnny's, uh, that's, I think that's slang for prophylactics, oh, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, The sorry. old condom. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Fucking I mean, no. What are you, you reckon? Dude, surf wax is probably the first thing that made me <laughs> want to surf. The smell of it. I thought you said it made you want to shove your dick in something. Oh, well, why not? Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, it was a period. I was so addicted to the smell of sex wax that I was getting around with a wax cod piece. Mm. Uh, that was a you know a little bit of a fucking uh, a sad chapter of my life in Bondi because it gets fucking hot down there in the mm. summer and when that shit melts in your pubes and what, it's a nightmare. But anyway, Mate, I I, I, funnily enough, I've got a sex wax uh, air freshener in the car at the moment. Mm. I love it. So yeah. good. But the best smelling wax to this day, and it's, I guess it's the best smelling in my life because it it just triggers like what you're talking about, that that first memory of just the fucking thrill of going surfing. And it was uh, survival wax. you remember that stuff? White, big cake of it kind of came out looking like a, like I don't know, maybe the bottom of a Macca's cup that had been cut in half and filled up with wax and uh, had a little boxing kangaroo, I think, on the on the logo. Man, oh man, mm. bring back that smell. Mm. Oh, yeah, I'll melt it. I'll stick me dick in it. Don't worry about that, Smithy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, love the idea of a sex wax scented condom. One of the things I learned growing up in Bondi, uh, much in the same way that Dean Cook learned, uh, it was that the fucking richer and upper class, more upper class the woman, the more scummy the degenerate they wanted to date. Oh. Oh, it's one of the great ironies oh. of the world, isn't it, Vaughn? That it rich is. women want to date bad boys. Fucking cop that, capitalist swine. <laughs> the ultimate revenge. Get back on protection, you mouth. Now, uh, a quick one from Tommy Dewhurst. Uh, just touching on the kind of box, uh, just a little box postscript. What's Smithy's favourite way of consuming the devil's lettuce? Consuming it way less, actually. Mm. Um, now... Pot, it turns out, is far less benign than I was led to believe mm. during my upbringing. Uh, and so I've just realized it's a major fucking drain on my energy and cognitive capacity and uh, my current trajectory, which is you know, healing my brain from a fucking ton of concussions. I had been a young delinquent. Mm. Um, so, yeah, just smoking less pot only in ceremonial circumstances now, just mm. with mates, you know, like literally using it as this sacrament uh, to be celebrated and to connect with the kind of, um, you know, the earthly In its true form. Energies. In its yeah, true form. The way it was intended. Mm. Um, I, I spoke to a lady at a doof who'd studied plant medicines in ancient cultures and she was telling me like, you know, weed in its traditional form is used, um, you know, it's considered in those cultures to be a powerful uh, a powerful medicine and it's not to be abused mm. um, and if you do abuse it you run the risk of attaching like dark spirits and evil spirits to you and I th- it really got me thinking like whether that's woo woo horse shit or not <laughs> the fact remains that people who do smoke too much pot do have a darkness fucking oath, do have a kind of right. sloppiness a, a fucking a, a lack of motivation it's a real energy sapper mm. and on a just a, a more kind of uh, physiological level the reason for that is it, it fucks the quality of your sleep like you don't get the, I think it's like non-REM or REM. So you're not getting that really restorative mm. sleep. So then you're waking up a bit bong over the next day. And yeah. it, just, it just saps your motivation and energy. So nah, man. Well, if you I'm listen to Swillian's, or maybe the two-time Gold Cone Peace Award-winning surf journalist, but just strictly for ceremonial settings. Ceremonial. Get it in the tribe and just fucking... Just use it to link up. Fucking use no, it to connect. Rip, that's right. Ripping billies with your mates and going for a surf. Yeah, it's sick fun, mate. That is sick fun <laughs> and that is ceremonial in my opinion. Pretty piss week if you are. Jimmy Baloco.
Moloko. Jimmy Moloko. Sick band. Sick 90s trip-hop band, by the way. Hey, bro. So um, should the two have equal lefts and rights? Fuck, it doesn't really matter to me, but I do think that a fucking rippable left point break would be a sick thing to see. Just bring Cloudy's back, mate. Yeah, fucking bring that's Cloudy's right. Back. Just bring fucking waves of truth back. I don't Thank care. Thank you, Smithy. Wave of truth. Please. Waves of truth. Medina said it. Just, I'm just so sick of fucking high-performance contest surfing. It bores the fuck out of me seeing someone put five turns up on a wave. I just never really gotten off on it at any time mm. in my... Uh, surfing life and surf journalism career. I, I've stood on the beach and watched countless heats at J-Bay mm. and been literally bored out of my fucking scone because it reminded me of F1 cars going around a track doing the same fucking hairpins and whatever. I just want to see guys packing slabs. <laughs> truth. A return to truth. Coming soon. Try to be best because you're only a man and a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe though the going gets rough that you got to to make it History repeats itself Try and you succeed Never doubt that you're the one And you can have your dream You're the best around Nothing's gonna ever keep you down You're the best around Nothing's gonna ever keep you down You're the best around Nothing's gonna ever keep you down
kidding me? Are you kidding me? You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. You're kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? This guy, are you kidding me? 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 Kidding me? Are you kidding me? You gotta be kidding me. 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 Oh, you gotta be kidding me. 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 You've got to be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me, right? You gotta be kidding me. What? You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me! You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. Are you kidding me? You kidding me? You kidding me, right? Are you kidding me? You kidding me. You kidding me? Are 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 you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You fucking kidding me? Are 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 you fucking kidding me? You have got to be fucking kidding me. Are you fucking kidding me?